So, uh, Steven. Yes. I, uh, got to do something I've never done before yesterday. Oh. And I told you before we started recording, I was, uh, on a, uh, uh, a natural high of sorts from, uh, something I did yesterday. Yeah. Um, I was asked, uh, by one of my dearest friends, Ross Lichtai, who's guest hosted on the show before, to officiate his wedding <gasps> to his lovely wife, Katie. What? And, uh, so that's what I did yesterday. Now, yesterday? Yes. Today. I... <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Man, that's uh, awesome. Yeah, so, uh, full disclosure, um, uh, and really getting deep into their business, uh-huh. um, they had planned to get married last year in 2020, um, and they they did. They went to uh, uh, like a justice of the peace and, and eloped and everything. Gotcha. So they had their their ceremony uh, almost a year later, and uh, so that's yeah uh, that's what I did yesterday. So it, so it wasn't in like uh, yeah uh, yeah it's it was just a performative for me. Excellent. Uh, they're really mm-hmm. just doing me a favor. Yeah. They know I like to speak in front of people. <laughs> they handed me a microphone. So I was nice. like, okay, I guess I'll do this for a long yeah. time. Um, but, uh, but it was a uh, really pleasant, uh, That's awesome. there was a uh, super friendly, um, I met some people, uh, who were associated with them, uh, their family and, and, uh, extended friends and, and whatnot. Um, it's all very delightful. Um, but, uh, yeah, I really had a blast. Um, my wife told me like leading up to it and, and she like joked with them that like, oh, you're going to let him talk then you know brace yourself he's going to be talking for a long time but that's not true i didn't do that you rained um, it in. I, I did rein it in quite a bit mm-hmm. uh, i know they wanted a quick ceremony they didn't want to drag things out too long nice. so um i had uh it was like on thursday uh, i guess friday morning i woke up at 4 a.m and i had like a fully written speech like in my head oh so nice. i just like jotted it all down on my phone i hadn't even got to the point where i was ready to be stressed out about the whole thing uh-huh. and it was just so fucking smooth that's awesome that yeah it it was just like fully formed i went through there jotted it all down that morning and i was like to be so fully prepared for a thing you have coming up (laughs) that could potentially be stressful Uh but then it's like it's not even an issue there's nothing for you to be stressed out about it was it was perfect i should do this all the time (laughs) you're like why can't life be like this all the time i I know (laughs) so uh i was uh i I was pretty happy with uh what i had uh, written up and Mm -hmm. and ross and i had like texted back and forth like i think either late on friday or maybe on on saturday and he had like a general outline for like how he wanted things to go and it just so happened to be like in the same order that i had listed things on my end that's cool so i it was just like i kind of merged some of his notes with mine and it just worked out perfectly you're a psychic and uh, i know you woke up that morning a psychic wow definitely a psycho you know well either way Mm -hmm. i think you did a bang up job oh if you'll excuse me for a second mom don't move (laughs) Stay right there. Okay. Yeah, good. I thought she was, it was, I had a window open. I uh-huh. thought she was moving. It was just, yeah, she was just sitting there. So you're skeleton. cool. It's fine. She's fine. It's fine. She's, sometimes her head falls off. I just go simply put it back on there. It's fine. Totally normal but, things. Totally normal yeah. suburban house. It's Nothing fine. to see you here. Do the crows peck at her from time to time? Yeah. Yes. Maybe. Show me one mother who doesn't have her corpse picked at. But um, but yeah, man, I uh, I really had a blast. Um, it seemed like uh, uh, the the little jokes I had peppered in uh, seemed to get a little bit of a chuckle, which is all I needed. Oh, you know? yeah. Um, really, and, and a I was scowl just like, from your wife. 
That was the thing is like she told me after the fact, my wife does not find me funny Mm-mm. at all. No. And for listeners of the podcast, you probably understand why. <laughs> like, that's a lot. Yeah. So, um, but afterwards she said, oh, yeah, you were funny. I was like, oh, you thought it was funny. And she was like, well, uh, people thought you were funny. I was like, nice. Yeah, honestly, that's all I need. That's all I need. But um, it was fun. It was, uh, uh, it was a blast. I was uh, so honored and delighted to be asked to do it. Um, yeah, very cool. From them. Uh, I, I love both of them so much. So congratulations to Ross and Katie on uh, uh, being newlyweds for a, a year. Uh, yeah, essentially. At this point. But, you know. Now it's official because uh, Brent did it. Exactly. That's how you're getting yeah. it. Mm-hmm. So uh, I really, uh, I got up there, uh, did my thing, got to the point, got them through. I think it was like all done within like maybe... 10 minutes or so. So oh, I love that. I, yeah. I was an efficient, efficient, and mm-hmm. I was very happy to have that taken care of. Um, and I wanted to extend this to you as well, Stephen. So oh. if you and your wife ever decide to get married, <laughs> uh, let me know. I'll be happy to step in and take care of that for you. I appreciate that. Um, mm-hmm. I will say, and if, if I call mm-hmm. you Ross and Amanda, Katie, uh, just go with it. You know what? I've, 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 I nailed it with this first You don't want to change it up. I don't want to alter it yeah. at all. Yeah. That makes sense. It has like nothing mm-hmm. to do, like the stories. It's like nothing to do with this at all. Mm-hmm. Little quips and stuff about. Yeah. When uh, Stephen and Amanda were growing up in Inola, Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is his wife from Inola as well? Uh, no. Okay. I was like, that'd be so fucking weird after all that time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I will say, I, I do like that you said like marrying your wife because... I, I, I also have a bad memory, and so I forget things about, like, especially, like, people that I don't see that often. Like, Ross and mm-hmm. I have known each other a long time through you and stuff. You know, we met uh, years and years ago, but, and we've had him on the show sure. in the last, even the last year, I feel like we've had him on a couple times, maybe a few times. Um, mm-hmm. But I always forgot if he was married or not, and it was, like, one little piece of information, like, you know, he would be like, oh, my wife, and I'd be like, oh, yeah, I guess they're not dating anymore. But then you talked recently about going to his bachelor party, and I was like, I thought they were married, though. And I feel like I've been <laughs> gaslighted by you in the last year. And I, I, kept, uh-huh. I kept forgetting where their statue was, statue, mm-hmm. where their, their, you know, where their level of marriage was. Mm-hmm. And then now the you've status. explained it. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what I'm looking mm-hmm. for. Now that you've yeah. uh, explained that, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, OK, that makes a lot more sense now. But I did feel like I kept getting lost because I would only remember like little pieces of that. Mm-hmm. And then now it makes a lot more sense because of COVID times, you know. They just got mm-hmm. hitched real quick. Yeah. Now they're doing all the fun stuff. Yeah. It was a blast. It That's really awesome. was. Um, speaking of which, on the next episode, I will mention that uh, Ross is dating a wonderful young lady named Katie. <laughs> um, just I just her. hope those guys get hitched. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just really like <laughs> ruin your idea of like what their, their relationship, relationship status is. And given that I yeah. forget most of everything we say right after the show. And I'll probably mm-hmm. do it in five minutes, not even just, you know, two hours yeah. from now. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I I will probably then again next week be like, wait, I thought, well, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. They're still, <laughs> they're definitely still dating. Brent said it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I will definitely lose the thread. Yeah. That's okay. Man. Well, that's really cool. Congratulations to them. Thank you. Oh, oh. yeah. To them. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you were going to congratulate me for, yeah, well, you know, you know, stepping in to, to handle the, the wedding. It's duties. also it's cool, though, I guess. Did you wear a tie? I did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my uh, myself and uh, our friend Adam, we both had uh, essentially matching outfits uh, for the wedding. Super. And uh, 
Mm-hmm. I always catch up. He was mustard. Oh, uh, what a good uh-huh. look. You're like, it's Halloween, Still, so <laughs> the stores are open. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> we got a real good deal. Mm-hmm. Ross was dressed as Tabasco. It was perfect. Oh, was wow. Perfect. Was Katie happy about mm-hmm. that? Um, weddings aren't about women. Stephen. Oh, that's right. Um, it's all about what guys want. Yeah, okay? that's true. That's true. She finally put a ring on it, and he was like, I have ideas. <laughs> yeah. He pulls Let's out like a binder. All of them. Yeah. <laughs> He's been keeping it's like full of spawn comics and stuff. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. like, this is well, what I want my suit to look like. It has to flow yeah. around me. Yeah. Um, so you need this 97 foot cape? Uh, yes. yes. Yeah, I is need it. Is it in the binder? <laughs> then I need it. She's like, I was going for a few more flowers at least. No, dark as night. Mm-hmm. Red accents. That's all we can do. That's that's all we need. Yep. And yes, we will have cardboard seating in this dingy, <laughs> dirty alley that we're getting married in. I imagine him going like wedding. Yeah, like venue shopping. And he's like, this is perfect. The church right here. No, the alley next door. Oh, look, there's a trash can. Mm-hmm. Can we get some more rats? We need more rats. <laughs> yeah. Armadillos work in a pinch. I've heard. <laughs> that's true. Allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> Was that for uh, um, Monster Squad? Monster Squad. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. quote unquote rats <laughs> with the sound effects, yeah. but uh, they are definitely not rats. They, they definitely are no huge. No way <laughs> do they look like rats. They are shaped like armadillos. We all we all saw it. those those um, those uh, uh, those creatures from I think they're Australia, maybe New Zealand. They're called Nutria. Wow. Uh, if you go to like a county fair, they're often labeled as world's largest rat, but they're Whoa. their own animal. I feel like that's what they were trying to get away with in Monster Squad. But we all ah. have armadillos here. We all <laughs> yeah. are familiar with what they look like. They're like, you can't, you can't trick us. Yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty funny. I, I mm. looked this up. Yeah, they are a large uh, semi-aquatic rodent. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. those are big. Yeah. I think you're right. I think they were like, oh, well, there are rats this big in the world. Mm-hmm. They're called Nutria. It's different, but still. We can get away with it. And they're like, should we even put fur in these armadillos? Nah. They'll just be in there for like five <laughs> seconds. It's fine. You know, <laughs> yeah. we don't got the budget for fur. That's fantastic. I like the idea of someone like writing on a post-it note, like rat and like <laughs> touching it to the armadillo. But it's on the other side, you know, like, oh, I didn't get it's screen a, time. It's a wild armadillo rat. It's not uh, trained. Yeah, yeah. Guys. So, like if it was walking the other way, we'd be able to see clearly this is a rat. Clearly, that would have re- mm-hmm. that would have helped sell the effect, but you know yeah. it was the '80s. They did they did what they could. Mm-hmm. They tried so, yeah. And and much they like did their best, yeah. Much like the '80s doing their best, let's do our best today, Brent. Get into this. Uh, we're doing it. I'm Stephen. I'm Brent, and welcome to Let's Talk About Stuff, where the show's already off the rails, and we're gonna keep riding that train. Uh, Stephen, can you imagine if there was like I don't know. A roller coaster cart that was off the rails, and th- we did this last week. Oh. Okay, never mind. Never mind. But here's the thing: if you forget mm. what you recorded the week before, you get to do it mm. all over again, and people love that. I feel like someone needs to take us back behind a barn and just like <gasps> shoot us directly in the heads. Heads. What? It, well, Brent. But 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 the the person that shoots us in the head, a roller coaster cart. What? Mm-hmm. Didn't see no that one coming. Saw the twist coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like it's like in that first Saw movie where you're like, oh, this is a twist. Mm. 
All right. I, oh, we're, we're going to make eight more of these fucking things, huh? <laughs> okay. Uh, strap yourselves in. And then a ninth one as a reboot? Cool. Okay. Are there? Sure. I really don't even know. I've lost the thread on those movies. Are, I, mm-hmm. I can totally assume that there are nine of them now. Is that correct? I believe in total, yes. That's there crazy. are seven uh, s- movies called Saw. Oh, yeah. And then yeah. there's one called Jigsaw. Which is like technically okay. You have the word "saw" in there. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. I see yep. what you're doing. Um, and then "spiral" from the book of "saw." Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Wow. They've they've fast and furious to that bitch. I didn't realize they'd caught up. Yeah, but their numbers are uh, what do you call them? Consecutive. Uh, uh, so there's like "saw," "saw two," "saw three." Um, checks notes. "Saw four. <laughs> uh huh. Uh. Saw Five Tokyo Drift. Whoa, interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. that'd actually be kind of cool because they can do some like Japanese horror. Yeah, instead, which could be yeah, you know, mm-hmm. throw throw a, a change into it. Yeah, you got to change it up from time to time, especially when uh, you kill your main villain uh, early on in the franchise. That is true. Yeah, then you got to mm-hmm. retcon some stuff, change it all up. But that's oh, fine. Don't worry this. That franchise is prepared to do that yeah. very thing almost constantly. That's fantastic, though. It really, as long it really as is. People love it. it. People love it. Uh, especially in, like, movies... Is it two and three or three and four? Where, like, you find out that uh, a couple of them take place at the same time or whatever. Mm. Oh. Um, Wait, yeah. what series now? <clears throat> We're talking about Saw. Huh. But they're, they are connected to the Fast and Furious? uh i don't know that they're not connected because I, I know yeah at one point uh i believe it's in the seventh movie uh chester bennington from lincoln park is in the movie and he dies in a car oh wow and if i remember correctly let me look this up yeah uh cars do star in the movie fast and furious mm. saga franchise yeah 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 mm-hmm. so you could say so, that the cars mm-hmm and Fast and Furious are a character. The cars are a character. Okay. The world they populate is not because that's called a setting. Oh, mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. There's different terms yeah. for things. There is different terms huh. for things. Huh. Mm-hmm. Huh. Now, I don't know most terms that exist in the world, but I do know that a setting is a thing sometimes. Okay, that's good to know. That's good to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I am looking forward to seeing where that franchise goes. Saw? Huh? Seesaw? Seesaw. Well, mm. the Fast and Fast and Furious Saw crossover basically is what I'm looking for. When they go mm. to space, they meet Jason X. <laughs> yeah. Right? Meet Jason X, uh-huh. yes. He he fights them, they get they come back to Earth. It's been changed a la Planet of the Apes, but mm. it's populated by seesaws. And they can't mm-hmm. walk around. They keep they keep uh getting flipped around because rocks fall in the seesaws and make him flip in the air so nailed it the only way to get around in this world is to drive around in vehicles that's the only safe way uh-huh and then like similar to the end of fast and furious tokyo drift at the end of fast 10 which should be called fast in your seatbelts everyone knows this. We, we've all talked about it um we see dominic toretto he's like idling at the beginning of a fork in the road he's like i don't know which way to go and then you hear a vehicle pull up next to him 
camera pans over, it's the little jigsaw doll <gasps> on a on tricycle. Tri- <laughs> <laughs> but it's souped up a la, like, uh, mm-hmm. home improvement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah, it has, like, uh, it has the repurposed flames off of the Michael Bay Optimus Prime <laughs> yeah. semi-truck. But they're still, like, it's not to scale. It's the same size, but it's just, like, stuck on the side of this tiny-ass tricycle. Okay, I was going to say, But the tricycle yeah. is souped up as, like, a muffler and all that shit, right? Like, if you shot it just from the side at first from the other car, like all you saw was him on the trike, and then, like, it pans out, or zooms mm-hmm. out, and you see, like, it, there's actually, like, this monster truck behind it. And he's mm-hmm. like, I'm, I'm ready to go. I want to play a game. <laughs> and then it just, like... <laughs> shows the the fork in the road as the camera zooms out and it's just like credits oh wow you know, oh so probably know like what happens a, yet yeah probably over a pitbull song you know hell like, yeah it. <laughs> which way they gonna go Mr. <laughs> and that's what leads us to the 11th and final movie in the franchise damn i'm excited mm-hmm. about this me too mm-hmm. we'll see we'll see how it plays out i don't know if it'll be as cool as what we just described but one can hope you know God, I really hope so. Hollywood, get at your boys. And that's all you need, I guess. You know. Um, mm-hmm. Well, Brent, I we we have been talking about this lately, where we try to skirt around our main topic for some reason and don't mention it, even though everybody already clicked on the title and knows what it is. Mm-hmm. So, with that in mind, we mm-hmm. have a few things to get through fast because we we plan on it follows. Um, yes, we had told people about it follows. We are going to discuss it follows, but because another movie was going off streaming services off of HBO Max, uh, and you had heard so much about it from your other podcasting friends and and myself, you Mm -hmm. decided to watch Malignant. I did. And since you watched it, Mm -hmm. I rewatched it. And so we're just doing Mm -hmm. that. We're going to throw that in there, too. We're going to talk about both of these movies today. Yes. Mm -hmm. So we'll we'll put put time codes in the notes, the show notes. So if you've not seen Malignant and you want to, without being spoiled... You know, you put a pin in this episode at that point or jump to our discussion of It Follows. If you've not seen either movie, I don't know what to tell yeah. you. Yeah, why even here? It's not our fault. Yep. We did everything we could possibly do to warn you. If you're here for the, the poop jokes, just skip to the end. Oh, right. And the outtakes. Oh, yeah. man, we got a lot mm-hmm. of outtakes. Good, good farts. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. with that in mind, we have... Two movies to discuss later on. So we both have some things that we, uh, some media we have consumed we want to talk about, but we're going to try to get through that pretty fast so that we can yes. really spend some time on both of these movies because they, they both, especially Malignant, but they both have a lot of things to talk about. So, yes. uh, Brent, mm-hmm. do you want to start us off Hello. with something uh, something small? Uh, sure. So I've got, uh, I've got two things I want to mention that are non-horror related. Uh-huh. Um, one of them is I want to give a uh, shout out to Daniel Sanchez. He did the 24-hour comic challenge this past weekend. Yeah. And uh, uh, it's like anyone who attempts it knows how difficult it is. Um, leading up to it, you might do some research and see. Uh, I have like an, a gauge for how hard this is going to be. No. Until you like <laughs> actually go through it. Like. It's, it's totally different, and I've I've made videos and put them on my Twitter like a couple of years ago yep. to try to give people some like tips or whatever. Um, but even still, with with all of that, with the survival guide resources that are out there, it's it's still like so difficult. I'm sure there's plenty of things that have been missed, um, but uh, I am uh, very proud of uh, Daniel for trying. I've very seen cool. some of the pages he's posted, and uh, man, I really hope he uh, 
has those posted in his uh, social media here soon. So follow Sanchez Ghost West or at Sanchez Ghost West on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, right. Um, on. And hopefully he'll have those pages posted soon because man, they look spectacular. You had tweeted about that, which I thought was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and I forgot about it. It was cool. I was I was a great friend <laughs> yesterday. <You> were. <laughs> yeah. Was it last year that you and Ross did it together in the same room? Uh, was that pre-COVID was last era? year? Uh, that was uh, the year before. God, so time flies. Uh, I did it solo. I did it uh, once with Ross, and then uh, last year I, I did it solo again. So okay, um, so you did it solo yeah, again I did last it year. Three three consecutive years, and then not and this I year. I thought about doing it. Yeah, I was just like, um, I've got some like horror movies I got to watch. There's other uh, things. I got other to mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're like that's 24 hours of movies. That's like 12 movies. Yeah, yeah. I can do something else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Taking a break for your for your wrist. Yeah, keep it mm-hmm. keeping it loose so you can do other things with your wrist, mm-hmm. like frisbees, frisbees. You know, um, hammering things. Oh yeah, you love hammering things. Mm-hmm. Jacking off all of this stuff. Wait, what? It's all yeah. It's not where I was headed at all. Yeah, why well, do road construction on the side? I got the jackhammer over there. Oh, that's the right. You know, gotta gotta clear gotta off. Jack the, this off. Yeah, gotta bust up the concrete, clear <laughs> those things. Yeah. Could you get a job as a construction worker just so you can go on site for me and and go? I got I got this guys. I jack off all the time. And they're like, "This is a double hander." I mean, I'll try it. Yeah. And they're like, "This guy's clearly never worked here. You got to leave." And you're like, "Thanks. It was for a bit. I got. I'm really excited. I can talk about it though." His his hard hat is just a bunch of post-it notes. Taped together, put on his head. One of them says, getting a lot of play this episode. Yeah, one of them says, I'm a rat. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. He's clearly an armadillo. <laughs> his skin is bad. You've seen it. <laughs> um, the other thing I want to mention is uh, a new comedy special from one of my favorite com- comedians. Dave Chappelle came out. It's called The Closer. Yeah. And uh, pop- uh, problematic uh, for, <laughs> for some uh, groups. Uh, I don't know. What it is like? I really like his his stand up. I think he is like masterfully funny. But man, he just like for the past uh, I guess maybe like two or three specials, he's really like leaned into uh, the trans community. And oh, like weird. S- some of the jokes are like funny, but not when he like punches down. And I don't know. I'm just a I'm a little bit conflicted on it because like sometimes I see thinks he says like just leading to a punchline and i don't feel like he's a a a person that has like hate in his heart toward this community Uh but i i don't know i i'm I'm conflicted i enjoyed the the special for what it is but like i I don't know like at the end of it he's like this is the last i'm going to talk about this it's probably for the best you know just move on to to something else you know but um uh, for for what it is worth i think it's uh if if you like that type of uh his type of like comedy or have appreciated his his uh, stand up in the past it's worth watching just because you watch something doesn't mean you agree with everything that's said um so i just wanted to put that out there yeah right on i feel mm-hmm. like uh yeah that's been interesting lately i think you retweeted a joke that i can't and neither of us could really say on here but uh there was a funny comedian Why? online <laughs> Who uh, who was black, and he he made a really good joke, uh, not making fun of any trans people or LGBTQ people, but using that as a platform to make another joke that was like really good. And, it was uh, so fucking funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he, and he yeah. plays into that all that stuff. But um, I wonder. Yeah, that makes sense. Maybe oh, why well, I saw you retweeted that because maybe it was kind of a response to like how you could do that well and not actually make fun of a group. Yeah. Uh, which is interesting, um, but I feel like they have been the punching bags lately. Like, I feel like in the '90s there were a lot of jokes about gay people, 
and it was like semi-acceptable to to do that or just say like you know anything that made you mad or whatever like oh that's gay that happened like all the time you know mm-hmm. and yeah. um and looking back you're like kind of like oh man our society was really fucked up it still is but like at least we're better than that now and now i feel like it's just shifted mm-hmm. to the trans community for some reason um, yeah it's another thing that people just don't understand they haven't really encountered it or mm-hmm. haven't known they've encountered it you know yeah and um yeah just opening people's eyes as they see people that's 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 a shame mm-hmm. that he would do it that way but i understand comedians you know they they want to be kind of edgy and be able to joke about things that nobody else can talk about in polite company you know yeah uh, but there's a yeah, way to do that and way not to exactly yeah and i don't know there there's a difference to me like sometimes i will say things like to you or you know some of my other friends in in private that is simply it's not like how I feel about anything. It's simply just to make the other person laugh. And I think yeah, like yeah, yeah. part of that is like, oh, he's not this person at all. And that's the, the funny. That's, funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's where the humor comes from. Um, but I, I think there's uh, part on. Um, I would say the audience, but like it's not even like necessarily his audience. It's just people who like hear this joke out of context or something like that. They don't understand that part of it. But I can't. Yeah. I don't know it's it's difficult to say like they are wrong or he's wrong or or whatever because i don't know um it's just like a, a weird special circumstance where i don't know comedy comedy is just like weird like it that, is weird you know? yeah yeah it can yeah, do those gray yeah. areas mm-hmm. but yeah. you yeah and you it's like do you believe the comedian feels that way about mm-hmm. things like Sometimes you're like, oh, this is totally fine. I can't remember what Kramer, uh, that the dude who played Kramer, he, I think it was like a racist joke he did or something on stage. Yeah, Michael Richards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, yeah. sometimes you're like, oh, well, that maybe would have kind of been funny, but like, I feel like you actually are just racist. Like, there's fine lines to those things of like, are they believing these? Are they making fun of them because other people believe that? And they're trying to like show that kind of stuff in the world. But you're mm-hmm. the one that said the joke, <laughs> you know? So it's like, well, I think it's a fine in, line. In, in that particular case, he was getting heckled by some people mm-hmm. on the side of the stage, so, okay. and then he found out they were black, and he just used the N-word against them. It was like, oh, damn, that is not, That's not good. a good look yeah, at yeah. all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Damn. Um, Interesting, to, though. Uh, real quick, the, uh, the, the comedian you had mentioned um, that uh, was retweeted, he's got the, oh, the yeah, joke yeah. about the, the pronouns. His name is Niles Abston, uh-huh. and uh, man, very funny. Oh, yeah, uh, so, that was great. Uh, yeah, I've got that on my uh, my timeline here, so uh, if people want to check that out, or they can Google it or whatever. I, but uh, very funny. I was confused in that video because he just has like curtains behind him, and it's like kind of close up. And then by the very end, it kind of zooms back, and he's in like a a house of some sort, but it's like a comedy club. Like there are people, there's an audience with him. But uh-huh. I was like, is he literally just filming himself in front of his grandma's curtains? Like, well, this is, what a weird backdrop for an internet video. Yeah. <laughs> and then it was like, oh, this makes a little more sense. But also, is this a comedy club in his grandmother's house? Like, what is happening? Yeah, I like mm-hmm. that. The uh, anachronistic viewings around him kind of added to mm-hmm. the the whole feeling for me. But yeah, he was funny for sure. Yeah, right on, man. For sure. All right. Do you what have, about uh, you? What do you have? That was the two things. Uh, that was the two uh, non horror things. Sweet. Um, so yeah. All right. Cool. So I got two non horror things as well. That's perfect. So I'll do okay. those as well. Um, I had I think I had mentioned a new podcast coming out that I was excited about, but I listened to the first episode of Storytime with Seth Rogen. Um, oh okay and i had just read his book yearbook recently and i thought it was really funny uh, if if short and so i was really excited to hear more from him because i just think he's really funny and um so all i really knew about this is it's 
he was going to invite people on celebrities that he knew and they would tell like a story that changed their lives or something like that. Just like everybody has one okay. good story is his philosophy. And so he's like inviting them on. And um, I expected this show just to be I expected it to be great. Right. Like Seth Rogen's funny. I thought he could be a good host. Um, and interviews I've seen him on, he's, you know, engaging with people. It's not just always like, about him. So I thought like, yeah, he would like be a good host as well to that. Mm-hmm. And um, and I thought it would just be like us, like he'd be maybe in person, maybe virtual, just sitting across from someone. And they would tell a story and laugh about it, you know, and I would have been completely happy with that. Uh, but no, this show was far better than I expected. Um, oh, okay. The first episode was phenomenal. It, it plays uh, even Ira Glass um, tweeted at him that the, like the production value was so good and Seth Rogen is like well you're like the godfather of what I'm looking to do and so we copied a lot of what they do so it's like he interviews someone and then they chop it up and they put like sound effects in and like you get the ambiance of the place and they'll kind of jump around it's not just like one straight interview and so you get like mm-hmm. a real story and it's really like a story time with Seth Rogen and the more it goes like it, you just it's a pretty short show i feel like it was like under 40 minutes um so that was mm-hmm. it was nice um if other shows would just be able to like keep it tight like that i'd really love it um, that'd be great yeah i'm just like cut out a lot of the like the chaff yeah get right? that stuff out of get there out of there know? right uh yeah so some some shows could learn from that i'm not sure which ones mm-hmm. but some of them could for sure uh, they know who they are <laughs> exactly uh yeah. but it was really it was really fast and it was the more it went like it just got funnier and funnier as they kept like interviewing people and stuff and so uh, I'm really looking forward to the rest of the season, but uh, so far, so good. I, I thought this this first episode was really awesome, so check that out. Interesting. Yeah. And you don't like podcasts I hate at podcasts. All. You hate them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're stupid. Well, they are all so long, like you were saying. Exactly, so. and that cuts in a lot of my horror watching time, right? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, so I, I listened to that. I would highly recommend it. And then um, I've been reading a lot of books lately. I keep mentioning all the books I've been reading here, and so I'm going to... I don't hold it against you. I appreciate you. that. I, don't. I just want that to be on record. I know. I don't, I don't hate you and your ideology of <laughs> reading and... Book reading. Books, yeah. My ideology of that. Yeah. <laughs> I, Steven, I've seen your library card. I do not... I do, don't talk about it. It's fine. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate I, that. When I was down there in Texas mm-hmm. uh, a month ago, I was, I was trying to find a shredder um around there just to be able to shred that library card but i got distracted i was in the the pantry uh-huh. i found a cheese grater and i was you like i guess that's it could you but then i was like <laughs> i found a box of crackers and i you got distracted i i got into it yeah can you imagine um, trying to shred a we, paper with a cheese grater <laughs> it's hard it really is which yeah. holes do you use yeah, I mean that's the whole that's thing. Like, the there's some big ones over here. There's some uh, some fine ones over yep. there. And then if you turn around to the other side, there's some like foreign ones. You know what oh, I'm saying? Oh, hey, baby. Oh my god. I can shred that god. ass. We <sighs> got whale tails popping out. <laughs> Shredder be looking good. Interesting. You're like I I buy most of my kitchen accessories at the Playboy.com store. So mm-hmm. whale yeah. tails go lower. Yeah. It's uh, a good look. Just to just to put like you know. A fine point on sure. it. Yes, my dick is destroyed. Oh, God. oh no! <laughs> Talk about a horror movie. Uh huh. Yeah. All right. Well, um, do you think Freddy Krueger cranks off with his razor hand? <laughs> I think he's tried it. He has to, have, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. He yeah. was oiling him up, and he's like, "Ooh, this oil's nice and slick." And then he caught on fire. Yeah. Uh huh. That's how it actually happened. He's been. <laughs> <laughs> the parents didn't do shit. He <laughs> <Yeah>. got chafed. 
Started a fire at his own junk. Wow. To to be fair, the parents were on their way there. <laughs> yeah, they were going and to murder the him. Thing was, yeah. <laughs> but they got there and it was already on fire. <laughs> they all just looked at each other and just like slowly like backed away. Yeah. You know, Bob, like Homer Simpson into the shrubbery. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. Didn't yep. even know about it. Somebody was doing a head count. <laughs> They're like, oh, no, we're all here. Okay. Well. Oh, man. 12 people, 12 pitchforks. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know who else would have been here. Yeah. Weird. Interesting. Yeah. Um, Friction's a bitch. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I was reading a, uh, a bunch of books lately, and uh, I, I'm happy to say that Brent does not hold it against me. And mm. I, uh, I started another one of, uh, it's a book by Andy Weir called The Martian. It was made into a movie with Matt Damon a few years ago called The Martian, uh, okay. where it's about a guy named Mark Watney, an astronaut who um, there's Wahlberg. Wahlberg. Oh, my bad. It's right there mm-hmm. in the briefcase. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark Wahlberg. It's a transformer. Mark Wahlberg played by uh, Matt Damon um, mm-hmm. with some help from Ben Affleck in the sides. You can see him sometimes. That's good. Mm-hmm. Um, but he <laughs> he's he's dressed as half Batman yeah. <laughs> and half Gigli. <laughs> Batman have exactly. Yeah. It's a good look. Yeah, it's a good look. It, it is. Yeah. Um, so uh, uh, this movie came out a few years ago. It's about a guy that um, they're on Mars for like the third mission ever to Mars, whatever. And there's like a big sandstorm. They have to leave immediately, and and he gets injured, and they have to leave him behind. And then he wakes up, and he's actually still alive. So it's kind of like about him trying to survive that. Um, and then NASA back home trying to figure out like, oh, he's still alive. How can we get him back? And all that stuff. Um, it's, it's a movie. Uh, you could say that I watched it when it came out. <laughs> have you seen this movie, Brent? Or I, I have. Yeah. A long, that? long time. It's ago, a really Scott movie, right? So it's like, has good, good people involved or whatever, but I was not a huge fan of the movie. I don't know if you remember it that much. Um, doesn't seem like you're a huge fan either. It's, it was okay. I mean, it was, it was fine. Yeah. Anything that gets like into like space sci-fi, uh, I tune, out a gotcha. Bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why. It's just like how my my brain is wired. Yeah, that totally makes sense. But yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't remember what the movie why I didn't like that one as much or whatever. But I I thought it probably I was just the odd man out. A lot of people do like that movie. They like the book a lot. I figured the book would probably be better, and so I picked it up, and um, I made it about seventy five percent of the way through, and I have completely just given up given up on it now at this point. Um, I I hardly, on the movie on the book. On the book, I hardly okay. ever make it that far in a book and give up on it. But um, I think the movie also bothered me for the same reasons that the book did. Essentially, you could call this plot line: a hundred problems occur. This guy, like, gets mad about it. He says "fuck" a lot. He jokes about it. He comes up with a solution, and then you repeat just over and over again, a mm-hmm. hundred times. Just do that same thing, yeah. and. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to a point in the book where I was so mad that another yet another thing happened. Like, of course, he's on Mars. He's trying to survive. Like, I get it. But like, it feels like everything was just was it wasn't like I'm going to put this guy on Mars and I'm going to see what my brain comes up with that might occur during that story and whatever. It was like, oh, I need another thing. So clearly it's Mm -hmm. fiction. The author just was like, here's another problem. Oh, there's another dust storm. Oh, the airlock blew up. Oh, this thing happened. And I'm like, they all feel just made up. And I'm like, just yeah. stop beating him up. And it gets like really repetitive <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. over time. And the book, mm-hmm. because you're not going to see even the cool visuals of it, you know, the book is like all in his head or like he's like writing down like logs basically that they could read later on. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like he's blogging essentially. 
and you're reading those. And it was okay for a long time. And I got to a point where I was so annoyed and I looked up the Wikipedia to see what happens. And they're like, a huge dust storm. And I was like, God damn it. Not again. <laughs> and I was I, I'm like, I can't finish it. So I might end up rewatching the movie. But um, the book to me was really annoying. And then I kind of felt bad, though. And I'll tell you why. Because Andy Weir, this author, I didn't really know much about him. Um, he was a struggling author trying to make it in various ways and nobody really paid much attention to him. So he released The Martian as a story on his website, like as a blog, um, one chapter or like one entry at a time um, mm-hmm. for free. Anybody could just read it. And then he finished it and his fans were like, that was really good. You should release a book of that. So he released a Kindle book for 99 cents of The Martian. That was like their initial like full book. And mm-hmm. he only did 99 cents because they wouldn't allow him to do zero dollars. He tried to get away for free again, but mm-hmm. they wouldn't let him. And then that was like in 2011. And then in 2014, the book had become like so notorious in Kindle world that like an actual publisher bought the rights to print it. They reprinted it. And that's the one that like everybody knows now. And the next year was made into a movie. So it kind of snowballed from there. But I'm like, mm-hmm. this, this dude is just like us. He's just like some guy trying to put things out in the world for free. And he did that yeah. as best he could. And then now he's made a lot of money and all the stuff. So, like, I can't fault him at all. Like, uh, it's a story I didn't really dig a whole lot. I don't know if mm-hmm. I would like his other books or not. Um, so far, I'm not really intrigued to pick them up. But they sound interesting. Like, they're, they're all space kind of things. And they sound mm-hmm. cool. But this one in particular, I think if I had been a fan of his reading it week to week, I would have been like, yeah, that's great. But reading this book, I was like, uh, enough already, man. Like, do something different than just another mm-hmm. problem or whatever. Um, explore some characterization by itself, yeah. you know, like the isolation of being alone on Mars for years is enough of a problem you could like delve into than just like another physical thing happened to him, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, I gave up, man, uh, like three quarters of the way through that book. So I'll, I might try the movie, like I said, again, to, to see what I think of it, but I, I think I'm not mm-hmm. going to like it because it's just the same story, uh, <laughs> and it gets repetitive. So I didn't think the, uh, let me clarify i i enjoyed the movie for what it was um but it wasn't anything where i'm like in a rush to you know watch it again or add it to my my itunes collection or whatever um but i think like parts of it are are enjoyable i just wish that at a certain point when he was uh making his little garden out of uh poo potatoes he would have looked in the camera just like directly down the barrel of the lens and been like boy it smells like shit in here oh yeah um like but he didn't like a fourth wall break yes <laughs> oh wait sorry Wahlberg. i did that earlier too yeah that's my bad fourth Wahlberg. yeah like the four before <laughs> brothers he's the fourth Wahlberg. <laughs> they're all Wahlbergs. what if there was a scene where it's all black and it slowly zooms out and it's a goatsy butthole mm-hmm. and then he smiles back at the camera this is so funny because I actually just recently wrote a uh, sternly worded letter uh-huh. to Sony to have a goatsy cut added to the end of Men in Black. Oh, you know how like uh, the the camera zooms out at the end of the movie and it turns out you know it, it expands beyond our solar system oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Then the universe and it turns out our whole reality is in the marble of a giant alien. Uh, family or whatever uh-huh. and they're just like playing games with it i say continue zooming out from there oh, yeah it's all in goatee's butthole wow so that's like mm-hmm. the end of the universe yes but it's always like, expanding but it's always but expanding it's- yes <laughs> yes 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. I, I, I think that actually could be, I mean, like you and I are not really religious, but I'm kind of thinking we should start this as a cult. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I right? think so. <laughs> Look, we're being upfront about it. <laughs> yeah. Guys, we want to start a cult. It's not like, oh, we want to start a religion, but we secretly know it's a cult. Exactly. We, we, we don't say it. We don't say the, the C word at that point. Yeah. But, you know, we're just being upfront. Yeah. Um, hey, government, we need some money to start this cult. We got to buy a lot of sheets, you know? <laughs> Wait. Maybe maybe some nicer shoes. Uh, not like Nikes or whatever. Um, but like maybe some, some decent Skechers or something like that, you know? I love Skechers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I have Nikes too, though. So do you really? Oh, yeah. I didn't know they made flip flops. <laughs> that was such a great joke for me specifically mm-hmm. that I like, I can't even come back from that. <laughs> that was really good. I've done it. It's like the sickest yeah. burn I've ever had. It was you. really good. I was like, oh. yeah. You only wear flip flops. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, you don't want to cover your feet. But I, when I run, it's hard to run in flip flops. So I got some running shoes from Nike. There you go. Hmm. Interesting. Is it? Yeah, I feel like you would run in some of those uh, poorly named five finger shoes. Oh, I almost got some some five fingers yeah. once upon a time. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a little. I hate much. that because it's like, every, why are they called five fingers when there are also five toes? It's just, just like on five toes. They should have just called it five toe. Yeah, which is yeah. That's weird. I actually think they should have been um, six toes, and they should have given you mm-hmm. like a mechanical extra toe, like a monkey, like a chimp. You know, so you could like hang on things. It's like if I'm going to make these like fingers and those really do it, give me give me an extra thing to hang on to poles like like the weird toenail in the Lost Boys. I was going right? to say I'm going to have to write a, a new sternly worded yeah. letter to that studio as well and be like, hey, guys, um, on behalf of the vampires. Yeah. And their <laughs> their weird vestigial toe thumb. Uh-huh. Um, how about some six toe shoes on? That? Yeah. Can we get on Bad that? Boy. Please. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're being really discriminatory, so. Yeah. Uh, ableist much? Yeah. Hello. Uh-huh. Movie studios. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> so uh, what else you got? <laughs> uh, so I've got, um, uh, yeah, four things here. I'll try to be quick Sweet. because I'm anxious I know, to I talk know. about. Or main topic. I talked way too uh, long in my mind. We got to, yeah. On the uh, the last episode, I had mentioned that I was watching an older, uh, old-time-like horror yeah. movie or whatever. Uh, that movie was 1954's Creature from the Black Lagoon. It was streaming on uh, Peacock, I believe. Uh-huh. Um, I watched it with ads, and uh, it was fine. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't have a problem with ads. The The movie itself is very good. Uh, I love the, the Creature from the Black Lagoon's character design. Oh, yeah, um, totally. He's the only, like, monster Funko Pop that I have. Someone gave this to oh, me. Oh, right on. And uh, it's just fucking adorable. It is adorable. Uh, but the, the costume is so good. Um, the, the movie itself moves at a, a nice pace. It's less than an hour and a half long, I believe. Hell, yeah. Um, and uh, the there's there's one woman in the entire movie, uh, but she's uh, very charismatic and she's like a scientist as well. Oh, so she has her own agency. She's got her own stuff going on. Um, she is also a damsel in distress uh, at points as well. So take the, the bad with the good. But um, uh, well, the good uh, also being that she's very, very attractive. Yeah. Um, women can be smart and attractive, but they can't protect themselves. Everybody knows that. Yeah. And she tries. And it's like, <laughs> why do, what are you even thinking? Your arms. Ladies, come on. Cancel. I gotta stand myself with my cancel stand. 
but, so she's um, not a Ripley. But yeah. No, not, not quite a Ripley, but she's still like uh, is is uh, more well-rounded than I expected yeah. from an older movie. But uh, I really enjoyed that. Uh, I really like watching these older movies. I watched Nosferatu yeah. a few years ago. I enjoyed that for what it was. Fucking seeing this bald dork <laughs> walk around carrying his own coffin. That was wild, man. Uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon. Um, very good. Uh, I, I see why it's... Um, uh, he's, he's hung around. Yeah, right. Uh, the creature. A beloved um, classic. I also... I also read a couple of horror-themed comics. Um, one of them is a title called Stray Dogs from Tony Fleece, Trish Forstner, Brad Simpson, and uh, Tone Rodriguez. Um, it's a uh, it's a horror story, and uh, I'm going to try to hold this up for you. We'll have the social media posts as well, but the, the covers to these books are so good. Oh, it kind of yeah. reminds me of Lost Boys, kind of like darker grays with some like stark red in there. Yeah. Um, but the uh, the general idea is this is like a Disney animal movie, but with like uh, a real sincere uh, feeling of dread in it. Oh, man, um, that sounds great. Just as a quick pitch, and this is like you find this out toward the, the end of the first issue. It's a five issue series. Um, the the general idea is that uh, there's this this uh, lead dog called Sophie who's on the, the cover for issue one and on the, the cover of the collection. She ends up getting uh, taken to this home with uh, all these other like stray dogs. And um, by the, the end of the issue, you find out that all these dogs were, were brought by the, the same guy, their new owner. And um, turns out that new owner is a serial killer Ooh. and he keeps the dogs as pets. And so he brings them back home and uh, they they uh, uh, they through like sense memory of like smells and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, they remember their their original masters and mm-hmm. they kind of piece the, the puzzle together and they try to get out of there. That's the great. It's fucking stupendous. I That's love awesome. this so much. If you are a dog lover, um, I, I do have to say like um, it is a like a horror book in a, a way that there is some deaths in here. So uh-huh. um, take that with uh, with uh, not only a grain of salt, but just keep that in mind that yeah. uh, not everyone makes it out there alive. But um, the artwork in this is incredible. It looks like a Disney animated like hand animated movie. Oh, um, man, that's such a cool but idea. With some like some like uh, some real like creepy and gross stuff sometimes yeah. um but i highly recommend this series um last time i read that whispers book and i was like i couldn't really recommend that but stray dogs is a uh, a hit so if you're looking for some like comic horror stuff yeah. that's a, a good one uh from earlier this year i also read a uh a book based on the the tv show chilling adventures of sabrina called madam satan mm. and uh it was uh, it's just like a one shot. And I don't really know a whole lot about this character outside of what I read in this this issue. Um, I know she like is from the comics, but they like turned her into a different thing based on the, the Netflix series. Mm-hmm. But um, from what I gather here, there's a I think this takes place in between seasons one and two, maybe mm-hmm. okay. of that show. Um, but she is a. Uh, the, essentially the 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 queen of hell she marries satan at a certain point i don't know if it's in the series or if it's just in this comic or whatever um she ends up killing him and she takes over his duties as being the ruler Ooh. of hell but the thing that really clicked with the for me is that like 
she's caught in the like doldrums of being like a ruler and having to listen to people in like various kingdoms of hell argue with each other and bicker back and forth and just having to do the like the thing where you're like it's okay everyone just calm down um well let me just figure it out i just i just need a minute uh when is lunch let's (laughs) let's go ahead and let's take an early lunch um i i like that a lot um uh, it's very uh the the artwork is incredible as well um story by elliot rahal uh julius o oda uh, does the art and uh, Jack Morelli does the lettering, uh, coloring by Matt Herms. Um, but yeah, it's just a one shot. It was on Comixology Unlimited. So if you've got uh, any interest in reading this, right you can get that with your Comixology subscription. Um, so yeah, both were really fun, like comics. The uh, Sabrina TV show I wanted to like so much because I liked mm-hmm. the first season of Riverdale, Riverdale so much. Uh, and then it re- went really off the rails for me. But um, mm-hmm. Sabrina was like that, but like a halloween town like it looked like mm-hmm. creepy all the time and i was like oh i'm gonna love this and then i really just never hit with me at all and uh mm-hmm. then i kind of forgot about it i read it the other day that she was gonna do like a cameo on riverdale i guess which i kind of forgot that show was still going too oh yeah um mm-hmm. and i was like oh is her show still going like i kind of just wrote this off um but it was one yeah. that like was a big disappointment to me i thought i would really dig it and i didn't at all so i wonder if comic mm-hmm. book form it might be better. I'm not sure. I read a little bit of that Afterlife with Archie years ago. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Which was kind of also that same kind of tone, like New Riverdale TV show, mm-hmm. but like a little more like chilling stuff like Sabrina. Yeah. You know? So uh, I wonder if that would help me, but I just wish that show was better. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no. I I like the uh, the goat head Satan that looked oh, yeah. like it was going to be in there, but I guess he wasn't in there all that much. Um I remember you saying that it wasn't that that great. So I yeah, wouldn't that, yeah, walk down that uh, that yeah. aisle. Um, and then the uh, the last mini thing I've got is uh, the scariest story ever: a Mickey Mouse Halloween spooktacular. I'm all over the place <laughs> with Halloween this month. I just want it. I want it all. I you love know, that. I want to try a little bit of everything. You know. Um, so this was on Disney Plus. It was a like uh, half hour like animated uh, uh, story with Mickey Mouse, uh, Donald Duck, and Goofy the dog like mm. he doesn't really have a we don't really yeah. acknowledge his, his species but um they are hosting a little halloween like thing at their collective house i don't know maybe their roommates eh, i'm getting lost in the weeds uh they're <laughs> huey dewey louie and then uh morty and ferdy which are uh, mickey's nephews they come over um they're gonna tell uh uh, the, the the three adults are gonna try to tell scary stories to oh, yeah. scare the kids they they do so but they're like pretty lame and none of the the nephews are freaked out by they just get bored or whatever and then at the end mickey starts i think he's like is stressed out and he's just like all right i'm gonna tell you a fucking story you, <laughs> motherfuckers, you fucking listen up so he like goes into it uh it was a really cute like absolutely family friendly like horror not horror but like halloween uh uh, special uh-huh. to watch yeah, yeah, so anyone fun. who has like young kids and want to watch something halloweeny that uh certainly gets my recommendation i just absolutely love the new style of mickey mouse animation i think it's so fucking well done oh, nice it's like that flesh animation style but it's just good yeah I, I don't know any other way to to describe it it's just it just works so well voice acting is great as well so um yeah i really recommend that as well very cool uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I like watching some things for, for all ages sometimes to see what else is mm-hmm. out there for, for the kiddos. And my yeah. headcanon right now 
you'd watch that and the last story could be the other comic you read or yeah that you read that was like the disney look but it was like mm-hmm. really dark and stuff and so it's like oh here's oh, like the kids yeah. stuff but here's like a really dark fucking story in the same kind of style so it's kind of fun you know putting together. i think in the uh the chronology of how i watched this i had over the the course of like a couple of nights before bed i watched creature from the black lagoon and i think i had like 20 minutes of that left at a certain point and i was like well i want to watch something else but not anything too long so i watched that mickey mouse uh short right after that but yeah yeah otherwise i like i enjoyed everything that i i, yeah, I, uh, did. I watched to this point um, <laughs> and what we're talking about uh so yeah what about you I'm intrigued by that comment. Um, yeah, so mm-hmm. I just going to mention real quick. These don't even need to go in like show notes or whatever, but stuff I've been into lately. We watched Poltergeist 1 and Part 2. My wife Amanda had never seen Part 2 or not in a really long time. She didn't remember it. Uh, part 2 is not as great. Poltergeist number 1 is really fucking fantastic. Solid, just great movie um, mm-hmm. that I've loved forever. Part 2 has some of the most memorable stuff that freaked me out as a kid. Um, they actually like introduce the, the cult leader and it's like this old dude with white hair. I think I talked about it this even like last year or the year before when I watched them again, part two and three. Um, and there's a really creepy, like, um, tequila worm scene with, uh, Craig T. Nelson that sticks in your brain and stuff. But, uh, it was fun to watch Amanda watch it and be like, this is a lot different than the first awesome movie. Um, mm-hmm. and it just is not the same kind of quality, but, uh, that was fun. So I'm excited to show her Poltergeist three as well. Because uh, it's wildly different than the others two, but I, I really mm-hmm. like it. Um, we also rewatched for just like horror stuff the the rental I had brought up last year. Um, it's a Dave Franco movie. Oh yeah, um, or mm-hmm. maybe even earlier this year. I can't remember when I saw it. Uh, but it was uh, it's just like really creepy modern horror, and I really like the idea of it. It's like um, that you get an Airbnb and you discover cameras in it, and that's kind of like the basic premise. I don't want to ruin anything else, but uh, it was fun to watch again. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it held up. I liked it. It's going to be in rotation for us uh, for a while, I think. And then, mm-hmm. um, uh, so I finished, I mentioned briefly, I finished this movie. This is another thing like you were talking about, like a kid's thing. Uh, there's a show or a, sorry, a movie on Netflix called night books with Kristen Ritter as a witch. And yeah. she captures these two kids, uh, a girl and a guy. Um, uh, and the boy writes, uh, scary stories. So it's kind of an anthology stuff. He's like trying to tell her some stories to like satiate her because she wants always to hear like scary stories mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, it took me a few weeks to actually finish this, not for any particular reason. I just, uh, like you, like we both just kind of watch things in little chunks. And mm-hmm. so I finally finished it last night though, whenever Amanda was taking a nap or yesterday and, um, and it was fun. I think overall, like for a kid's story, it was pretty cool. Um, I thought the acting, like the kids acting was pretty good overall. I liked some of the stories, some of the, the ways they would like show them on screen. Like he would tell the title and it would kind of be like cabin of the woods where it's like this scream, like, Wah! And it shows like and like splats on the screen, the title or whatever. And Mm -hmm. so it's kind of a cool, like feeling a vibe to it. Uh, Kristen Ritter, really fun to see is like a, a crazy old witch sort of thing outside of the roles I've seen her in, Um, you know, like Jessica Jones and the old like Veronica Mars episodes and stuff. So I thought she was really fun. I really like her a lot. Uh, And it was cool. I would check it out. Was that, was that one of the scary stories that that kid told the witch is like Kristen Ritter had a, uh, a solid career on a TV show that everyone loved also on netflix but um it was part of a, a massive mcu franchise um but then it, it got canceled she's like Wah! and she starts melting yeah right she's lost what out world, a lot of money yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. but obviously she came back to netflix so everybody does mm-hmm. you know 
Um, yep. Yep. Just like Amazon, which I still use, but I lament using it now because of uh, Bezos. I just really can't wait to like, yep. you know, Netflix turns on me or I turn on it. You know, it's like, I feel like mm-hmm. it's, it's coming, you know, we'll <laughs> yeah. see. Um, <laughs> who blinks first? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Speaking of who blinks first, the last one uh, mm-hmm. I wanted to mention a little bit more about because it was really cool and I didn't expect much from it. Uh, and it was neat. Um, uh, a few weeks ago, I was talking to my brother, Danny, who, uh, for anybody that doesn't know, listen to the podcasts, he's the one that kind of got me into movies and especially horror movies growing up. And we were talking about one movie in particular that I didn't really recall watching as a kid. It's from 1985. It's Stephen King's Cat's Eye. And, Cat's Eye. Okay. Um, there's a few different cats up. Ketchup. <laughs> That's what it is. I always forget how to say it because I don't eat it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's got a little Drew Barrymore in it. Um, post ET, but you know, still pretty young. And, um, she was the only person that I really recognized, um, early on from the cast. James Woods is in it though. I found out. Um, and I didn't know anything about this. I, I didn't know why Danny recommended it to me. I think we were talking about anthology horror movies because this one is an anthology horror movie. And I think this was, well, if I remember right, reading about it, it was the first, um, that Stephen King wrote the screenplay for based on his book. Oh, um, okay. And so that usually doesn't turn out that well, but I thought this was a lot of fun. And I started watching it, um, excuse me, I knew that it's about like a cat. Obviously it's cat's eye. You start with a movie and like it shows like an up close cat's eye and like it follows this cat mm-hmm. around being chased by a dog and stuff. And then it gets captured by someone and it, it ends up in this storyline about this guy trying to quit smoking and it's like this really sadistic way this company's like kidnaps his wife to like, get him to stop smoking like he's like they're like we'll harm your family and stuff and i was like what is this movie i'm so confused and then the cat like escapes from that story and then goes to someone else and it starts like a new story and i i was like oh it's an anthology movie and i had no clue going into it that it was so Mm -hmm. i was so lost about like what this cat was but essentially it's just a cat is the through line through all it has like the overarching story and then within that every person it meets has their own little horrific thing going on and, uh, yeah. and they were all fun. Like, they're not always, like, super scary. They were just kind of, like, I don't know, interesting or whatever. Uh, but it was a lot of fun. And Drew Barrymore plays two different roles in it, two different stories. Uh, main, she's, like, one of the main little girls in one of the stories, though, that's, like, important for the cat to help her or whatever. Um, and it was really cool. Definitely 80s vibes. I, I did have flashes of memories during it that I had seen this as a kid, like, stuff I'd completely forgotten about. And that's always a ton of fun for me. Um, like, when I rewatched The Rocketeer and I would, like, you know, I've talked about like remembering scenes right before they would happen and I would get so excited to see it again. Roger Rabbit did the same thing. Um, this one was not quite that way. I didn't remember it as much, but uh, it was fun to see it like, oh, I kind of remember that thing used to terrify me and I never knew what it was from. Um, I kind of lost it in the recesses of my brain, uh, but it was neat. It was on, um, I think it was on HBO Max right now, so you can uh, you can catch that pretty easily, but it was uh, an 80s horror film that got lost to me, but uh, it was really cool. And I, I love anthology movies, and this one this one worked out pretty well. So, Yeah? Yeah. Uh, do you think there's a lot of, like, quality with most anthology movies? Or is it just, like, you know what you're getting into, so if some of them kind of suck, you're like, that's fine, on to the next one? It's tough for me, yeah. I think uh, some other people, like, they just like that kind of storyline all together. And, like, if one is good, then it, they're all, like, it all works, but worth it. Um, if I see an anthology movie and only like one story works, I'm like, oh, I wish mm-hmm. I could just take that out. And it was just a short film, you know, like oh, I don't yeah. really want the rest of it. Um, I would, I never really got into the VHS movies, which all play out a different like overarching story. And then they have like someone puts in a VHS tape and that's like a new short story or whatever. Um, there's yeah. a new one on Shudder called VHS 94. They've kind of gone that, back to that yeah. series and I'm excited. I watch all of them. I try them, but 
And there's always like only like one, maybe two of those stories that I like. So I've, I haven't rewatched the VHS movies because they didn't really grab me the first time. Um, this one, I think I liked pretty much everything that happened. All these little stories. Um, we also rewatched the Mortuary Collection on Shutter, which is a oh yeah a, a fun one I mentioned last year, and it's also an anthology story. And all of those I like. The vibe of that movie, the look of it, is so well done, and it has a real cool like Halloween feel to it. You know, this air like this October mm-hmm. like fall era, and and um, but some of them like. Also, Stephen King does like the Creep Show movies, and then there's like a TV show on Shutter now. And like, I've tried to watch Creep Show. I didn't watch it as a kid. I tried to watch it like last year, and I I really couldn't get that into it. So, uh, yeah. for me, it's hit or miss. And sometimes the one story might be good enough, but I haven't really gone back to watch it either. Uh, if it's hard to find that way, and I'm I'm putting on the whole movie, I'm like, yeah, whatever. You know, maybe eventually, yeah. but yeah. I know on this season of American Horror Story, it's American Horror Stories. And they're doing a, a like a double feature season or something like that. So I think it's like it's more anthology than it is from like season to season. Gotcha. Usually season to season, it's one overarching story. Sometimes they are connected between the different seasons. But evidently this singular season is like multiple uh, is more of an anthology within that's interesting that yeah. season than anything else. So I haven't watched any of them yet, uh-huh. but uh, I'm I'm eager to uh, to do so. Um Right on. Yeah. Well, Stephen. You ready? <laughs> should we should we dive into this bad boy? I'm uh man. You have a lot of thoughts. I texted you yesterday. I've got thoughts on uh both of these movies. Um yeah. Yeah. So did you want to start I, with Malignant? I, I would that, assume so since we announced that uh, it follows yeah. would be the, the main topic for the episode. And then it could follow, um, which is nice. It could follow Malignant. I don't. You don't get it. I don't understand. I'll talk about it off air. I'll explain it. Your your jokes are just too smart. This is why I, I don't like you reading. I know. <laughs> <laughs> What's with this book? There are no pictures. Yeah. Yep. Now why is it not upside down? <laughs> yeah. Why he read weird? <laughs> but yes, uh, let's let's talk about All it. Right. Um, I, I assume we're gonna go, get into spoilers. Yeah. Do you want to just this? go ahead and start there from here, and I'll do this timestamp. Um, sure. So, um, actually before we, we start talking about either of these movies, let's go ahead and, uh, for the listeners and announce next week's, uh, episode, um, because honestly, I'm probably going to forget. I know. (laughs) So, um, next episode, we're going to discuss a new movie, uh, Halloween kills from this very year is finally coming out. And, uh, it's the sequel to 2018's Halloween, which was a sequel to 1978's, checks notes, Halloween. <laughs> so, uh, it's the, the third in this new quadrilogy. Yeah. From what I, I understand. I'm cool with that. Um, yeah. Uh, so it's going to be out in theaters. If you don't feel like going to a theater, no problem. It sounds like Peacock has you covered. Um, it is for like the premium or premium plus uh, subscribers though mm. so you're either gonna have to pay $4.99 or $9.99 to watch it but still just kind of a drop in the bucket for um watching the movie yeah i mean that's a ticket uh, right there, much, right? there yeah. you go um i'm very much looking forward to re-watching uh both halloweens leading up into this one uh because you know what i loved 2018's halloween so oh, much yeah so I'm, I'm i'm certainly eager to I see really where this like goes that one. And, yep. and like we've discussed recently like the trailer for halloween kills looks so good yep. they're finally gonna like bring in the police and all this shit and uh, it's like yeah 
that's what you would do. The psychopath was on the yeah. loose. <laughs> you would bring in the police. You would have the authorities there. So I'm uh, looking forward to see where that goes and uh, yeah. and everything. So yes. super excited that it's coming out to uh, Peacock. I can just watch it in the comfort of my home. And then uh, yes, excited yeah. to talk about it with you, man. Uh, this is yeah. was supposed to come out last Halloween. We should have had a Halloween ends right now. So this is a whole year waiting on top of waiting from 2018, you know? So, mm-hmm. yeah. And Michael Myers has been ready to go. He's been wearing a mask the whole damn time. Guys, he's getting Since older. 1978. Yeah. Yeah. You can't breathe that well <laughs> in masks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's been wearing a mask the whole pandemic. Be like Michael. Uh-huh. I know. It would be funny if he like shows up and Halloween ends and he's got like a, a mask that we've been wearing uh-huh. to like defend ourselves from COVID over his actual William Shatner yeah. mask. He's like, if I'm going to kill you, it's going to be by my knife. Okay. I mean, I don't you talk. Did you guys know they sent my face to space? <laughs> Jeff Bezos sent my face to space. It was weird. It's weird, right? right? He, he either died or did not. We don't know at, this, <laughs> at the time of this recording, but like, they'd be fucked up if Shatner died in the space. Weird, right? 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 Weird. He would look like this. <laughs> it would look, yeah. <laughs> Maybe they'll reflect that in the uh, the mask for Halloween. Ends. Oh yeah, you know, they, they've they've got essentially a year to do more post production like CGI. Yeah. So if like Shatner gets brained by a meteor, they can reflect that in the Whatever they need the mask. Do. What people are gonna want to know? What if Halloween ends like the opening credits was like somebody painting something like up close, and it's just like mm-hmm. credits, credits, close up, painting around an eye. And the entire time he's like, I didn't want this white face. I wanted it to look like William, like like, like Shatner. So he yeah. like th- like throws it up, puts on the mask, and it's like a painted on Shatner face on the old Shatner mask <laughs> with the big yeah. old eye holes, mascara. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That could be terrifying I, as well. I would love it. I would love it. I love it too. Mm-hmm. We'll see you next year. Yeah. Um. Okay. So yeah, right. let's talk about malignant. All right. Let's do so. this. Again, we're going to do a, a spoiler discussion, so check the show notes to see when we're done talking about it, um, and then we'll do It Follows afterward. Yeah. Uh, it's almost like It Follows follows the malignant discussion. <laughs> Steven? You nailed it. I got you it. You nailed it, man. I got there. Um, malignant is a movie by James Wan. All right. Do you have you any other thoughts, or was that you it? You did it. Okay. All right. Malignant. Uh uh-huh. And we, we talked about it on the last episode. Such a great poster. Oh, a fantastic yeah. poster for this movie. Yeah. I looked up my Wikipedia that I'd opened earlier for Malignant, and it was not the Malignant I know. It was a 2013 movie, and I was like, what is this? These are not the people that I know. Um, so I'm trying to look that up now. But um, yeah, mm-hmm. that poster is so cool. It's simple. Just the red face and the, like the the eye from Malignant coming down at a point, like a knife on there. It's just, it's just fucking mm-hmm. cool looking. Um really dug that a lot and uh yeah. some say that might be the best part of this movie i'm not one of some them some might say that <laughs> but i'm so intrigued so uh, when i came into this movie when i watched it i just heard that it's really bonkers and the third act goes completely just like really really bonkers it goes crazy and it kind of makes the whole thing worth it and that's all i really knew about it um i think that's mostly what you knew as well did you know anything more than that kind of going into this i literally knew what the movie poster looked like that was it it. i did not even know it was a james one movie oh really so when we were texting earlier this week and you were texting your brother danny and you're like i know you like the conjuring Mm. but this is not it i was like oh so i didn't like get the connection i was like i know you like 
a horror movie, yeah. but it's not this horror movie. I was like, like, okay, uh, whatever. Okay. Weird <laughs> recommendation, Steven. Strange. But then I saw James Wan pop up. I was like, oh, okay. Yes. And then it so kind of makes a little the sense. director of Aquaman has decided yep. to make horror movies now. Okay. We'll see how this goes. <laughs> oh, wait. No, he did The Conjuring uh, Universe. Okay. Yeah. Well, never mind. I take it all back. He has such an interesting filmography. That's what I was trying to explain to Danny because uh, he did mm-hmm. saw this guy. We talked about that earlier. Um, oh, yeah. He did The Conjuring and then he did Insidious. And I am not a fan of Insidious. I can't really get behind the aesthetic of it. Uh, mm-hmm. But The Conjuring is one of my very favorite horror films in the last decade. And so, and Danny's as well. So I was trying to explain to him that like this movie is not The Conjuring, it's not Insidious. I feel like it it falls somewhere in between. Um, And and just that was as much as I would give him. I don't want to like spoil it for anybody. You know, if I'm just telling Mm -hmm. him to watch this movie and I'm like, it's weird. You don't want to tell a whole lot because that's part of the fun as like exploring that for yourself, finding out those things, right? So, Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, he has such an interesting horror filmography in general filmography. Uh, obviously with um uh aquaface aquaman yeah. aquaface and yeah. Uh-huh. um yeah and so and fast and furious seven yeah I, I thought he was one of those mm-hmm. two um yeah, yeah seven i forgot which one, which one he did so yeah interesting guy um this movie is streaming on hbo max but not anymore when this episode comes out i guess uh right yeah. by today then. as we're we're recording is the last yeah. day uh, now it'll probably be back on hbo max in the next couple of months yeah, how they've been um, doing that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for right now. So. Today's it. Today's it. <laughs> I had talked about it. Uh, the Terror Table had done an episode on this mm-hmm. movie. Um, did you listen to anything else? Was there another like podcast that did that? Yes, I saw on Friday morning when I woke up and I uh, I pull up all my podcasts. Um, I saw that uh, comedy podcast, How Did This Get Made, had an episode. Oh, that's right. And I was like. I'm sorry, what? (laughs) Is this movie bonkers? I remember you spoke on it briefly, uh, non-spoilery, on the last episode. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I saw that the chair table had an episode. And, I mean, they're a horror podcast. Of course they're going to do it. Totally. But then when I saw How Did This Get Made made an episode, and they do the craziest, most bonkers movies out there, I was like, okay. (laughs) And then, so. Gives you a little bit of an idea what you're uh, getting into. Mm-hmm. And then I, I pulled up HBO Max real quick to see when that movie was leaving HBO. Yeah. And uh, it was uh, over the weekend. I was like, well, fuck, I got to try to fit this movie right. in, I guess. I didn't realize it was like this. I didn't realize it was going to be this way. Malignant. Damn. So I, uh, you know, whenever I was talking about doing the uh, the speech for Ross and Katie's yep. wedding and having that like written well before I in advance of me like stressing out about it. I also watched both of our main topic movies on like Friday night. So I've had plenty of time to like digest both uh-huh. of them and everything. Um, so, huh. <laughs> Which one, did, what order did you watch them in? I, I watched them in reverse order. So I watched It Follows okay. and ironically, Malignant Followed It Follows. That makes sense. So, oh man, God, that's a good joke. <laughs> that's, that's you gotta, we gotta read that back. Yeah. Read back gotta, oh God, it's, it's a bit, God. A weird ping SoundCloud <laughs> for this content? That's Amazing. Yeah, weird. Seems like it should be the other way around. But, um, so, okay, to, to, to answer your question, uh-huh. I listened to uh, the, after watching this yeah. movie, I listened to How Did This Get Made, which had a certain view of this movie, and then I watched The Terror Table, which, uh, or I listened to The Terror Table, and 
they had a, a separate view uh-huh. from that. And uh, all of them were different than mine, I think. <laughs> but it's like kind of somewhere in that soup. Yeah. Um, I didn't. I didn't hate this movie, uh-huh. but I did not realize it was what it was. And yes, there, there was a point on this movie, and I, I heard this echoed on how did this get made, where it takes an hour and a half to get to the point where I was like, oh shit, right? And Sneaky bitch. I was it. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's when subtext becomes full on text yep. and it is in the largest possible font right. that could be displayed on your screen. <laughs> it is wild. Um, it kind of changes the whole the, thing, though, right? Like uh, it, it did. Like wild I, I had tuned out. I like I was watching the movie and I, you know, I just finished It Follows, but I was still going to be up for a while. I, di- I didn't feel tired or anything. So I went ahead and started Malignant and, you know, I got into watching it and I was I was fine for the first, I don't know, 45 minutes or so. But then at a certain point, I was like, OK, here we, we're just going over this. And I was like, I would like check Twitter, I would, you know, make notes on my phone uh-huh. uh, for it follows or like try to clean up stuff. And then like I was like, man, I really wish the movie would get to the point. It was <laughs> an hour and like 50 something minutes. And I was like. This, this seems like an overly long movie. And I do feel that way. Uh-huh. I feel like some stuff could have been trimmed out of it. But, man, by the time you get to that, by the time you get to the reveal, I was like, I could not believe what I was seeing on screen. It was fucking insane. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I was like fully re-engaged with the movie at that point. I totally so, agree with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I don't know for me that it's worth I feel like I've seen it and I can just move on with gotcha. my life I don't feel like I need to watch this movie again mm-hmm. you've watched this movie twice yep. which is almost as insane as Mitch watching <laughs> the Snyder Cut four times I've seen it two and a half times oh my god because wow. I started the first I started the first time really late and a uh, little drunk and mm-hmm. I fell asleep or something or I, can't, I stopped it like halfway through and I really mm-hmm. liked it that first day, like the beginning of it, um, when they're yeah. like, we need to cut out the cancer. I was like, hell yeah. I was like really into that part, um, which kind of surprised me too, because when I rewatched it and I watched all those things over again, I realized I couldn't start where I had stopped it because I was kind of lost. So I was like, I'm just going to mm-hmm. rewatch the whole thing. And then I was like, yeah, that part's okay. Like out of the context of being really late at night uh, and a little tipsy, I was, you know, not as into it. And yeah. then I had never gotten to the twist. And so when I got there, I was like reinvigorated with it as well. Like, and it kind mm-hmm. of, it kind of made me rethink the whole movie in a way that when I rewatched it this time, this morning, all over again, and I kind of fast forwarded through some of the boring parts in the beginning that, that kind of helped mm-hmm. my rewatch, to be honest. I knew what was going on. I would catch little bits of the dialogue. There's a lot of exposition, you know, um, yeah. that I would like kind of stop for. But otherwise, I was like, I know, you know, she gets her head hit. She moves on, blah, blah, blah. Like, there's like 20 minutes of stuff you could cut out if you wanted to and just mm-hmm. move to the next set piece or whatever. But yeah. um, once you know the twists and you look back at things, it, it does make it more interesting in the beginning as well. Um, but it, you're basically there for the last third act. Like, once once the reveal happens, that's when it's like, oh, this is why it's fun movie to watch or whatever. So, um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That you'd necessarily need to watch it again. If you, if you feel good about, you know, you, you got it in there and you're like, all right, I can take it or leave mm-hmm. it or whatever. Um, but I feel like there is something interesting enough. We're all talking about it, obviously, you know, and it, it definitely goes yeah. crazy mm-hmm. in that third act. So 
Yeah, I I appreciate the effort to just go full on nutso with yeah. this movie, and uh, uh, I guess we should just like say what it is. We're, we're in spoilers for yeah, this movie for sure. anyway, right? So whenever we find out that, um, and at, at first as the movie was like going on, it seemed like her imaginary friend, yeah, uh, Emily's imaginary friend was going to be the killer, and I thought it was just going to be one of those scenarios. But then we find out that it's a, a twin that was absorbed into her body. Yep. Uh, Never saw it coming. Being born. And it is like attached to the back of her skull and spine. It has the craziest little like weird oh, T-Rex yep. arms. I like, thought you would like out. that. It, it was. Uh, I did not. Uh, <laughs> it was not fun to look at. Um, and You're then, more like, of a velociraptor guy. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah. Uh, well, I like opening doors. You know me. That's right. Um, <laughs> it's one of your favorite pastimes. It's just one of my favorite pastimes. Like, is that a door? Can we go in there? Let's oh, try it. That door. At the very least. Mm. Yeah. Um, but the uh, the the dismembering of the 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 little uh, the Gabriel yeah. um, that was that was hard to look at. I'm not oh, like a big yeah. body horror. Oh yeah, type it was pretty gross. Person. So yeah, that was it was very There's, gross. This, this movie's punctuated with gore, which I, I yes. appreciated because mm-hmm. I like that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. And it gets really gross sometimes. Even like there's like a part where someone's murdered off screen, like below a counter, but the blood splattering up with the knife is so over the top and disgusting that I was like, yeah, I yeah. was into it. Um, um, I got a little bit of whiplash watching It Follows and then this movie <laughs> with the acting choices. Yeah. Uh, I know you had mentioned on the, the previous episode that It Follows is more art house, uh, that type yeah. of style of uh, a horror it. movie, mm-hmm. and uh, I uh, I was ready for that. Uh huh. <sighs> not ready for the acting choices in this movie. Yeah. In, well, in any much way. different than that. Uh, I, I know I know that that camp is part of it, and especially listening to uh, Mitch and crew talk about this on the Terror yeah. Table episode, I I wholeheartedly agree with what they were saying, um, and I I acknowledge that there's like some inspiration and. Um, some uh, thoughtfulness put behind the camp that's in Malignant, yeah. but it's just simply not like something that I was into. Like, uh, no, no shame on anyone who yeah. who likes that, and I like that. And sometimes too in in certain things, but I was just not feeling it in this this movie for whatever reason. Um, I think if it was more, um, uh, if it was more like condensed, if I don't, I don't feel like there was this movie earned the runtime that it had. Yeah. Um, if it would have been like an hour and a we're half big on that. Here, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially with horror. I yeah. feel like that's the sweet spot with horror for me is do an hour and a half. Let's get in there. Let's get out and then just have a good time while we're doing yeah. it. Um, uh, with the exception of being like the, you know, some of the a 24 like horror movies, those, I kind of know what I'm getting into. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to yeah, sure. uh, Different vibe. spend more time in, in those worlds. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, but for something like this, man, it looked like, a CW TV show <laughs> in a CBS like cop procedural, <laughs> but with like, yeah, that's pretty, yeah, it, it was just and that like, might be your thing know, and it might man. not. Yeah. Yeah. I think they had, uh, Mitch had mentioned that it's like, uh, a giallo type of horror uh-huh. movie. And I've, I've seen that, um, category on shutter. I've not really like delved into it or looked up what it is. Um, what are your thoughts on that? How do you how do you feel about yeah that label? I was I was intrigued by that because I have not seen a lot of Giallo films, so mm-hmm. uh, that, or that kind of 
era, that kind of like Italian um, horror movies. Spaghetti. I've been watching that um, uh, In Search of Darkness 2 documentary, uh, which yeah. apparently there's a third one coming out, the final one, oh my which God. is fun. I saw a poster for it the other day that was really cool because um, their posters are going to run out of... They're going to run out of years. In yeah, the right. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. The second one's interesting because they go through the same years, but they they bring in more obscure things or like sometimes they only have like one person they interviewed talk about something because they really liked it. Um, and so that's kind mm-hmm. of fun. But um, they brought up some, you know, Italian horror and stuff. And it looked like there was like a zombie movie or no, it's called Demons, I think. Something like that. And I had heard about it or whatever, but I, I remember the cover from it, but from like VHS, you know, and video stores and stuff. But I'd never seen it. When I when they showed clips of it, I was like, oh, this is like really over the top, gory, um, mm. has different music choices, different vibes, whatever. I've just never really watched a lot of that stuff. So when they said that on the terror table, I didn't really know. Like, I, I don't I don't have a familiarity with that kind of stuff. I would never have said that about this one. Um, they mm-hmm. did mention uh, it's like a Dark Castle movie which was um, like a film production company in the late 90s, early 2000s. And they had done, they started off with the remakes of House on Haunted Hill and 13 Ghosts. And then they did uh, Ghost Ship, which I, I really dig. They did Gothica, House of Wax, the remake for that. And so those movies um, have sort of like a look to them that, it, and they all, all are cheesy. Like I like Ghost Ship, but it's pretty cheesy and the acting is kind of spotty sometimes, but it, it works in that kind of film. And I've, I've wanted to go back and revisit House on a Haunted Hill and 13 Ghosts because I haven't seen them in years. I don't remember really liking them, but at a certain point in time, like I was only 14 when House on a Haunted Hill came out. So that was kind of a, I forgave a lot more things than, you know, I was kind of a newer movie and horror fan still. And, uh, but this movie, when you know that, that it's trying to be cheesy and campy and stuff like that is a different take on it. Right. Like if yeah. you're into that, you're going to be really into it. And if you're not, you're probably not. And Mitch on his show, it was so funny because he, he kind of apologized later for coming out swinging. But at first he was like, if you don't like this movie, you're fucking stupid. And then I don't know which guy, one of the guys on the show kind of liked it and one like didn't really like it at all. But he admitted like, it's just not for me, but I, I appreciated some things. And then Mitch was like, yeah, okay. I totally get that. Like, it's just not your thing, but don't just say it's like, a bad acting a bad movie with bad acting and stuff it's you know there's more to it like it's it's purposeful and that's yes. like a goal but if you don't like that then that might not be your thing so that's cool enough like that the opening scene you mentioned where they were like we have to remove the cancer like i i knew at that point oh, yeah. like james wan is making some choices yeah, yeah, that yeah. i'm not getting the reference for so it was never to me like oh he's a bad filmmaker he doesn't understand horror like clearly that's not the case um but it was just this is not everything is for every person. Yeah. You know? Um, and that is the case for me. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, so there are things was, you it liked? Was, it was okay. Uh, uh, kind of, sort of, uh, in that, like, I I thought the, um, the scene toward the beginning where um, we learn is, uh, her name is, comes to be Emily uh-huh. uh, as we get into the movie. I can't remember her, like, adopted yeah. name or whatever. Uh, but her... Um, her husband, uh, after he like beats her or whatever, he like is asleep on the couch and we see the, um, the, the, I don't even know. We see malignant show up and, uh, yep. it's like, just like fully like stark black hair and in shadows. And it, it's just like a, a silhouette of a creature uh-huh. or whatever. I, f- I, I like that part of it, but I feel like as we got more and more into the movie, we learned more about it we and we see more of its appearance, <laughs> especially when we find out it's the the twin on the back yeah, of this yeah. 
on the back of the Malay. And we see her like little like floating face on the back of the uh-huh. the, the malignant character or whatever. Um, I'm like, this is less. I feel like I've just like peeked behind the curtain. I'm like, oh, the Wizard of Oz is just this little like short dude. I'm like, <laughs> I'm not I'm not really impressed with this yeah. anymore. Um, that said, I do think the the fighting in the jail with oh, the, yeah. the anachronistic uh women from all over I know. <laughs> the timeline uh i thought the choreography yeah. there was wonderful um i thought the, the fighting was great i i thought that the part where uh malignant jumps down the uh the fire escape oh that yeah kind of cool i thought the idea of uh having her uh bones be or her like joints and everything yeah. be be backwards uh, i thought that looked like alien and creepy oh, enough so creepy yeah um that it, it it was fine but then um yeah like for the most part i didn't didn't really like care for it. it's Fair just enough. like so slow moving it was like i didn't really like care for the the acting choices uh-huh um I'm not saying anyone was like a bad actor it's just like what they were going for yeah and it sounds like it for people who like that type of thing it really hit hard with them but um i mean it's kind of like the, yeah. the star wars prequels um which i was talking to my brother-in-law josh about the other day like um, people, you know, made fun of Hayden Christensen for his choices and Natalie Portman. And it's like, Natalie Portman's like an Oscar winning actress. Like she's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, she's yeah. been amazing since she was a little kid. And mm-hmm. so it's like, you can't just be like, oh, she's like, has wooden dialogue and is a bad actress in that movie. It's like, that was the director's choice. And whether yeah. you like that choice or not is, is a whole different conversation. But, um, and this one, there were some moments that I thought were kind of cheesy and stuff, almost not on purpose, but I kind of have to feel like they're all on purpose. Like, yeah, he, uh, Mitch had brought that up a lot too. Like he's he's had so many hits. He he's a huge director. Like he knows what he's doing, especially in horror. He's had such a variety of things he's done in horror. He knows what's what's going on, and he's doing it for a purpose. And he's throwing everything at the wall. Like he doesn't think he's going to get another yeah. one of these done. He'll put it all in there. Mm-hmm. And uh, especially after my second watch, like I've even grown to like this more. I don't think I love it. I didn't love it the first time. Um, I think I will definitely watch it next year. I don't know if it would be like in rotation all the time, but um, it's it's fun. And I like all of the like looking back on it, it was almost weird because I really liked the creepiness of this creature that you see like killing people. And it's like it looks all fucked up and kind of backwards, but you don't really know what's going on. Like watching it the second time, I was like, how did I not see that this was what, what was going to happen? But I had no clue. I was totally on board with the imaginary friend route, you know, and it seemed like you said that too. Like, uh, did you ever suspect that, (laughs) that it was a parasitic twin on the back of her head? No, because, and they, they talk about this on the episode of how did this get made? They talk about like the weird Mr. Rex that are in this movie where, especially at the beginning of it, where again, we see the, the husband who's asleep on the couch. That's when he like first interacts with malignant and he walks in the living room where the TV has flipped on and at first we see like a quick flash yeah. in the back of uh malignant's head uh, as she's sitting on the couch and then he turns on the light and it shows a shot of the couch cushion like uh reinflating yeah. or whatever like someone had been there re- retaking its form uh so it's like are they an apparition or not because it, uh-huh. it, it almost makes a suggestion that you're seeing an invisible person standing up yes from the couch at that point whereas and like i guess the assumption is like it got up uh like two frames before yeah. we see you know the couch cushion uh retaking it like shape. before the lights came on it disappeared 
somehow. Mm-hmm. But before yeah. that, like you see in her mind and stuff, and after that too, like you see in her mind that it's like this, um, like almost just like a shadow character. It looks like uh, <laughs> like Peter Pan's shadow. Like it looks yeah. like a person, but it's just completely like nondescript or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. The first time I watched it, and then like the reveal and stuff, I felt kind of cheated by that because you're not they're not allowing you to see that it would have been her right or like her fingerprints would have been everywhere right like she Mm. was the one that would be uh, implicated in all this stuff whatever but watching it back and you realize like he is making her like see different stuff like she imagines she's still just sitting in that jail cell cell next to all the other ladies but really it's all these like dead cops and stuff and even that was kind Mm -hmm. of like a new wasn't like reality those cops were like i don't think stacked up next to her like that um it's like it's always playing with her mind she doesn't know where she's really at that's why all like the melting stuff around her of like her house disappearing and it's like another woman's house um i like that stuff upon rewatch and being like oh that's pretty inventive um it was never like a shadow thing it was always like her interpretation of what was going on because she's like in some weird psychosis and so the more i watched it and thought about it the more i was like he is he really thought about this stuff um but Mm. it is a kind of a cheating misdirect that you think it's this kind of thing the whole time and you think it's like an imaginary friend and maybe she is involved or whatever and then it's like this whole different thing. But by the time you get the reveal, it's so bonkers that I kind of just, I'm sold on it and I'm like, fuck it, I don't even care. And it's yeah. so good from that point on. I do agree that like getting up there is, is such a slow burn it's maybe too long, but um, mm-hmm. but the reveal packs such a punch that I'm, I'm, I'm there for it by that time, you know? Yeah, it's kind of like when I talked about Venom 2. I did not care for the movie at all, but god damn it, that post-credit scene <laughs> kind of made has me so it. fucking intrigued, you know? <laughs> so it's a similar thing, and it took about the same amount of time to get there in uh, in both movies. Um, the, uh, the, the final thing I want to say uh, mm-hmm. on my end for Malignant is um, evidently James Wan... Uh, back in 2012, he co-wrote a story uh, for a comic. Uh, it's from Boom Studios. It's called Malignant Man. Oh. And so I guess he's got a whole thing with, like, malignancy or whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, different story, though? I've not really looked into it. Is Do it, I? like, a different story than this? Or have any, like... I, I think so, yeah. I don't know if he, like, then just... He liked that name, and he just turned that into a movie. I don't I don't know if it's related. I don't know if there's a malignant verse oh, or man. something. Oh, man. But um, but cutting out yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's on Comicsology Unlimited. So uh, if anyone wants to check it out, uh, feel free. The it's a uh, hundred and twelve pages, and uh, yeah, James Wan was one of the co-writers. So, Interesting. You know, I didn't know he did any comic it, stuff. Check it out. That's cool. Uh, nor did I. Good to know. Um, yeah. yeah, I didn't have much more to say about it. I just uh, it's not for everybody, but it it's kind of for me. Um, yeah. And then like like my brother Danny saying that he was going to watch it. And I was like, I don't know if I could recommend that to you. Like, I don't know who I can yeah. recommend this to Mitch. Uh, obviously yeah. <laughs> he already knows, you know? Yeah. Um, he's watching it as we're right, recording. Exactly. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. glad that you watched it. I don't know that I would have recommended it for you either, but except for just mm-hmm. being new and so different and interesting and stuff. So wild. yeah, it's really wild, wild. especially yeah. as a double mm-hmm. feature with it follows, which mm-hmm. I think is really funny that, uh, that you did. So yeah, <laughs> So, do you want to get into that? I do. Yes. Um, so let me uh, let me pull up my notes for this one. So, for it follows, I actually took notes as I was watching it, but I it was kind of difficult because I was like so invested in it follows. Yeah. Uh, and I'll be upfront with you on on this movie. Uh, I fucking enjoyed the shit out of it oh, follows, dude. I'm so, so excited. Fucking good. Kick ass. Oh my god. And I really didn't know how it would go what, with you. What, I didn't know. 
with that in mind, please remember that I said that I watched It Follows and then went to Malignant. <laughs> yeah. And I I had to schedule a chiropractor appointment the next day because of the whiplash <laughs> that, uh, is that I so got from different. this. Um, also, on the, the last episode, I mentioned It Follows from 2015. And I, I keep seeing, like, It Follows 2014 pop up. I'm like, they didn't have two movies I, with no, this. No, I feel like it was, like, festivals. It was at festivals in 2014, yeah. maybe? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and then it got released, gotcha. uh, a wide release in the U.S. on uh, in 2015. So, you know, it's the only movie out there that I could find that was called It there Follows. You so, you know, that's that Easy one. enough. Um, but, uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, what I, I know you like this movie. Yeah from what you've indicated um so i don't have a whole lot of memory of like my history with this movie i don't remember seeing it in theaters mm-hmm. i i just remember when it came out um and being really enthralled by the vibe that it sets out so early on um with the music by disaster piece and the 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 whole aesthetic the look of it or whatever the feel of it this one is a, a slow sort of movie it's like a slow moving mm-hmm. you know uh villain and everything um, but I was from the moment I saw it, I was so enthralled. And then I've heard mixed reviews since, and I, I kind of cooled on it for a little while. Um, and then I think earlier this year I rewatched it, and I was in love all over again. And then um, I was so happy okay. to have you watch it for the first time because I think it's such an interesting modern horror movie, uh, and mm-hmm. it's been one of my favorites. And I, I really liked watching it again last night. Um, I just I just love the vibe of this movie so much. That's a that's a good word for it because, like I said, this one is it's slightly over an hour and a half i think mm. in like running time it, it shows a, an hour and 41 minutes but you know taking out credits is probably an hour 35 or mm. something like that um so it's still kind of within the the realm yeah. of like a, a a good like solid time for a thriller or a horror movie um i i i do know that it like clearly from watching it like it, it takes its time with like certain shots and everything mm-hmm. but everything is so interestingly staged mm. that i'm i'm just into it the totally. whole time it's uh there were there were points where i was like on the edge of my seat and i was sitting in a recliner <laughs> that's hard to do <laughs> yeah, it's hard to do um but man i uh i really like this movie a lot i wasn't sure i i, I knew there was like some type of apparition that was going to be following uh, the the main girl uh-huh. in this this movie. Yeah, did you watch but a trailer or anything? Was, did you know anything about this? Nope, right nothing. Uh, I don't remember watching a trailer back in the day. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I just went into it cold, um, and I didn't tell you anything and, really about uh-uh, it. Yeah. No, uh, I I thought it was going to be like Final Destination, where it's just like <laughs> something we 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 don't necessarily like visually see. There's no like visual component to the threat or the danger. Yeah, uh, it's just like an uneasing feeling um that the the lead character has and i know she was like trying to convince her friends or whatever mm-hmm. from what i read of the description previously um but yeah, i didn't realize there was like an actual like you see you see a you see the apparition on screen it takes the shape of different yeah. people and everything um and some of those some of those oh, people it's just wild. it's fucked up man it's so weird it is if you if you think <laughs> There's not a version of the apparition who is someone's mom who has pissed all over herself. Oh, it has a, a single titty popping out. <laughs> you are out of your goddamn mind. It's in the movie. Oh, it's so creepy. There, yeah, it's so unsettling. This movie. 
Yes. Um, because those things are pretty simple, right? There's not a whole lot to like, mm-hmm. it's only made, it was like made for like $1.3 million. And you can tell like, there's not a, a ton that they really had to do. There's not a, a ton of special effects they have to do. Um, and it's, but it's all the better for it. Like keeping it so subdued and you're just like, mm-hmm. Oh, it's just terrifying that it can look like anybody. It can look like your friends and, or it can look mm-hmm. like this fucking tall guy with no eyes or whatever. Um, yeah. all of them are so, and they're like, a lot of them are naked and the whole, like, obviously the, the sex transmission, like it plays a lot into that, but, um, yeah, it's just that, that makes it so much worse, you know, that it's yes. not just one creature. Um, we had recently re- rewatched final destination as well. And then watching this one, I was intrigued by it because it's like, they're making slasher movies that take out the slasher. And I think mm-hmm. that's such an interesting concept and how wildly different final destination is from it follows with that same kind of basic, basic premise, you know, uh, but much different execution, obviously. So, yes, yeah. absolutely. Um, I also really liked the poster for this one. I don't know if you had seen that before. With the, the car. Just the car. So yeah. simple. Um, and then the neon blue letters for it. Uh, it's just, oh, even the poster, like I get, I can feel the way the movie makes me feel, you know, that's like the same yeah. kind of vibe and stuff flows out of that as well. Um, I, I think it's interesting, especially with these movies where I don't watch the trailer and I just see the poster and I'm just trying to figure out, like, what does this car have to do with oh, yeah, yeah. the movie? And then you, like, watch the movie and you're like, oh, I get yeah. it. Like, if you were just to show someone, like, the poster to It and it's got, like, a red balloon, you'd be like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is yeah. this, like, a sequel to Up <laughs> or whatever? Um, <laughs> uh, I would love to see be that. too far off base, honestly. Yeah. It's about the same. <laughs> yeah. They're in the same universe, clearly. clearly. Balloons exist. Um, <laughs> it ties into the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> um, uh. But, uh, yeah, seeing, seeing that card tie in oh, and, and then seeing way, how, yeah. like, uh, like, part of me was like, is this, like, a, a, a horror movie PSA uh-huh. on abstinence? Is that what this is? is? Exactly. Yeah. Because I'm good. <laughs> I'm safe. <laughs> I'm still waiting. I'm an incel, so... Yeah, it's like, it, please but... believe, I'm trying to get stalked <laughs> by some <laughs> random naked person. I can't make it happen. Oh, man. Um, but, uh, but yeah, man, this movie was uh, very, very enjoyable to me. My wife did not care for it at all. I didn't all. think it was your wife's type movie uh, remotely. Yeah. Did she even try it? It was... Yeah, okay. yeah, she watched maybe the first, like, 20 minutes, and then she was immediately, you know, like, on her phone yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, she was she was confused about the opening of this movie, where it has the, the girl, oh. like, running around her, her neighborhood, and we see the camera, like, follow her movements yeah. and, and everything, and she runs back into her house, eventually, like, just hops in a car and takes off. Um, and then we later find her, you know, dead on a beach and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, she was like... Well, how does that tie into everything? I was like, well, it's probably like in Scream, where it has like yeah. a, a cold open murder, and then you get the the rest of the story or whatever. Um, but th- yeah, that's that's all yeah. it needed to be. That's yeah, that's that's just that's to, to, yeah, to show you some you, death, you get an idea early on, mm-hmm. and and uh, that it like follows other people, kind yeah. of give you a taste of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that opening. Mm-hmm. I think she's really creepy running through the streets and stuff, and then. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, Amanda had watched this movie at least once with me before. She didn't really remember it, but uh, she actually was really enthralled. Um, she's usually on her phone when we watch stuff, but um, she mm-hmm. like put it down a few times to watch this. And um, yeah. she uh, that part like or later on, I guess when we were talking about the whole thing of like it's just so creepy because it just keeps coming. Like you, it'll always be around the bend. Like she can sleep with as many people as she wants and have them sleep with as many people, but she's 
she's always in the path and she doesn't know yeah. where it'll be. And we were talking about how you'd get away from it because I was like, say you're in New York and you fly to California and it's walking as best we know. Mm-hmm. So it would take a long time. But then like, say you move to, to Florida and it's in Kansas by that time. And it just turns around and goes to Florida then. But like, you've lost track mm-hmm. of it. You don't know where it yeah. is. So like you could literally just go back to Tulsa and it's in Tulsa mm-hmm. and you don't know. Yeah. And it's still after you and stuff. So like, how do you get away from it? And she was like, or do you just give up? And I was like, that's why I love the girl in the beginning. She just gave up. She just sat on a beach, yeah. called her parents and was like, I'm sorry. I love you guys. I'm going to let myself die because there's mm-hmm. no way to get out of it. Um, and it's mm-hmm. so there's so like this movie is weird because it's like there's no hope in it. Um, at the end of the movie, he's still like, coming, you know? Like in real life. Exactly. It just feels good yeah. it feels like real life, you know? Yeah, it's like, oh, they get yeah. it. <laughs> We're in this together. Uh, I was thinking, like, as I was watching the movie, uh, before we got to, like, the... Um, like, yeah, got to the, the end of it or whatever, I was thinking, um, uh, like, where the, where the guy explains, like, it will, like, just follow you. Sometimes it takes a while, but it will show up or whatever. I thought, well, what if... And this is, like... A horrifying fucking scenario what if this person w- was doing what you were saying and you like got on a plane or flying to a different state or whatever or a different country yep. whatever the case may be and then you're on the plane you're like oh, i can finally relax and then you see a slow moving like stewardess right? like, come up the aisle and you're just like where you go what can you do yeah there's no exit at that yeah. point you know and then it's just like carnage in the air uh not That's like a cool title uh not Woody Harrelson Carnage. We don't like <laughs> honestly we don't do that. But um that would that would be so fucking insane. Yeah. But then like you never know. if if there are people like fucking in the bathroom or whatever, it's like, well, they're not the next in line, but I am here. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm just gonna knock on this door incessantly. But um yeah, so um like I said, I've got some notes oh, on I'd this. Love to hear um, him, yeah. Re- regarding the uh, the opening, the, uh, the the cold open to this movie uh-huh. with the, the girl running around, uh, she's running around in high heels, which seems like an impossible task oh, yeah. to me. I can I can barely run in like my running shoes. Like mm-hmm. I will lose <laughs> breath. Uh, my legs will get tired almost immediately. I can't imagine having to be a woman to walk around in high heels, to do it well, or to even like run in them just even a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I hope the girl who was doing that won some type of Oscar, a high heel oh, running Oscar, Oscar. Mm-hmm. Uh, special effects. I don't know if that was involved. Sure. Uh, I don't know <laughs> what digital. type of CGI. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What kind of CGI hoofery took place in this to make that happen. But um, kudos to all you ladies for, for pulling, yeah, pulling that off. Absolutely. Uh, first of all, it looks good. Uh, just greedily looks uh-huh. good. I enjoy it. Um, You're a high heel kind of guy. But, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just like, yeah. I, I keep one on me at all times, you know. Oh, that's again. I my creepy. My 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 dick is shredded too. Just, <laughs> just loose meat at this oh, point, so I keep it in a, a stiletto heel. It's like a holster. Makes yeah, sense. That exactly. But makes my pants bulge weird, but they already did. So yeah, it's better <laughs> than just like open bleeding. So it's like honestly, take your pick, people. You know. Oh man. Um, the other thing I noticed is that uh, one of uh, the the lead girl's friends has a clamshell. Yes, that she's reading a book yes. on. Yes, what Ugh. is this? That is one of what my very favorite parts about this movie. Is when it, it showed okay. up, Amanda was like, "What the hell is that?" Like she said, it "Like I want one of those." You know, like yeah, it's like a dual screen, yeah, clamshell e-reader. 
Um, I love this movie because it's so like what it's so weird. Like that doesn't need to be there. It's like this hmm. weird anachronistic technology that we don't have. So it's like, is this in the future? Is it in the past? Like it doesn't really tell you what time period it is. The cars are mm-hmm. all over the place. The it just looks like a normal suburb, so you don't really get a mm-hmm. whole lot. And then that that thing shows up, and you're like, they're watching like an old tube TV. Or they're watching old fucking movies on it, mm-hmm. old horror movies. Yes. And then she's reading that thing, and you're like, where where am I? And it's so yeah. jarring that it. I just love again that it just adds to the whole tone where you're like. I don't know what's going on. It's just weird and cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I, I noticed that no one really had cell phones for the most part. I think maybe that girl at the beginning did when she was calling to uh, leave a voicemail for her, her family. Yeah. Maybe. But um, otherwise, like when uh, uh, man, I don't know any of these people's uh-huh. names. The the, oh the, the lead girl, whenever she's calling the, the neighbor that she slept with. Uh-huh. Jay. Yeah. Whenever she calls her neighbor mm-hmm. um, because she sees the. Uh, apparition version oh, of Greg. him yeah, like yeah. walking outside his own uh-huh. house um she picks up like a corded phone yeah in her room i was like that, nobody has that 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 makes me yeah. feel weird <laughs> yeah that's like the most uncomfortable part of this movie um i was like oh yeah like if he had a, a cell phone on him she could have just called him so he could have just not answered i don't know I, I was a little bit confused about the mm. uh the the lack of cell phones in this that's like that's not really yeah. like it would have saved anything yeah. but the 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 fashions seemed like modern at the time you know they still kind of do so it seems like it's in like today yeah but yeah just this weird she could have just been reading a regular book but they were like no it has to be a clamshell yeah e-reader it's like a nintendo ds but you know for reading books weird. yeah right <laughs> you can keep it mm-hmm. in your pocket yeah. it's so nice um yeah, yeah that stuff it's like what does that mean is this a different world than ours is it uh, what does mm-hmm. that mean, right? Like, it does look like, quote-unquote, modern times. I wouldn't think it would be any different than the year it came out, at least. Like, this is 2014, mm-hmm. 2015, right? Uh, yeah. But it's just so different that you don't know what's going on. Um, and then, like, The Neighbor, I like I like that you brought that up because this movie is mostly, like, I feel unto itself. Like, I don't really think of a whole lot of other things like it. Like, kind of like Final Destination, which is, like, an unseen slasher. But um, that stuff reminded me a lot of Nightmare on Elm Street because I just rewatched that. And mm. Nancy lives across the street from Johnny Depp. It's like her boyfriend across the street. Um, she also wakes up from like a nightmare and thinks that he's being attacked and tries to call him and he doesn't answer and he gets murdered and stuff like mm. it had the same okay. kind of vibe like that. And it's like in the suburbs, mm. you know, where you think everything's good um, and it's not. And um, so, yeah, it pulls from some of those things that, that were really cool. Um, and then. In that scene, by the way, she goes over and it's his mom with also like a titty out of her robe. Mm-hmm. And then whenever she attacks the kid and it goes in the room, um, that mom is like fucking the kid, the guy. Yeah. Um, that's messed up. It- that is fucked up. <laughs> it was so that, was, fucked up. that was a note I had as well. Is uh, <laughs> Did that dude just have sex with yeah. his mom? Um, wild shit. Uh, I, I, I thought it was... Kind of strange. Uh, well, that whole scenario, sure. of course. But um, leading up to it, where uh, we know that the uh, for Jay, there was a monster that, or the apparition broke into her house uh, mm. by throwing a rock through the, the window and came in there or whatever. Um, and then the same thing for, did you say his name is Greg? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So uh, rock gets thrown by the apparition to get into that house after he tries to like open the door by jiggling the door handle yeah. or whatever. But then like once he's in there, 
the apparition like goes upstairs jay runs over there she sees the apparition simply like knocking on the door hard uh-huh. you know just like she really has to talk to him about jesus christ <laughs> and then but doesn't try like opening the door or turning the door mm-hmm. handle or whatever and then like greg despite jay screaming at the top of her lungs don't open the door he does he's like what mom let's fuck yeah. or whatever you know like whatever he's a dumb dumb um pure on dumb dumb uh so it's like the apparitions like i will break into a place but like also i have manners <laughs> yeah. like once i'm in here i'm just gonna knock i'm not a, a velociraptor so. i can't just go into any door i care yeah i yeah. thought you were gonna point out something uh because he used a rock to do that and i was like oh yeah it's like he can't interact with the like he can interact obviously with the real world like he could pick up a rock mm-hmm. and stuff but it's like he can't just like walk through walls like there are like limits to it like he has yeah. to get into physical places but he'll do mm-hmm. it uh but then yeah it's like he tries to jiggle the door handle um i assume like that might have happened maybe he locks his door and his mom had already mm-hmm. tried that and she's like knocking she just can't get in there or whatever but um it's just also creepy it's like more more playing towards that anyway just yeah the creepy knocking whenever she like yells at it and like it stops and mm-hmm. looks at her and then like goes back to knocking so hard again and it's just yeah. like oh it's a lot um mm-hmm. it's all just very jarring it's more for the effect of it so yeah i'm cool with that what else you got um uh i will note uh the first time we see the apparition um through jay's eyes for the most part um because there's like the diner scene um at the beginning with the the, the guy that sleeps with her or whatever and we can see like a figure slowly walking toward the diner from oh, yeah, outside yeah. the window um but the first time we get like a good look it is like a naked woman walking toward jay and uh i noted that for me like as a teenager uh-huh. Being stalked by a naked woman <laughs> was the fucking dream. <laughs> I've just been like, this is okay. a curse? Okay. okay. What's going to happen when she gets here? I guess we'll fucking find out. You're folded into a pretzel uh, the whole time. You're like, yeah, do it more. <laughs> she knows I'm into it. Okay, but, stop. Uh, okay, keep going. Yeah. <laughs> um i really like the sound design on this yeah. movie as well like the pulsing audio is so effective uh-huh. it's a little bit like synthy yep. but not like uh not like a high-pitched stab or anything it's just like ominous yep. uh it, it's uh kind of like the uh the music in jaws to help us know mm. that uh, us as an audience know that you know there's something uh, that's simple devious around the corner yeah yeah, yeah. yeah they had talked like about um halloween was like an influence on them uh which i totally mm-hmm. get through this like suburbs uh the synth type score you know um mm-hmm. just like kind of vibe of that too you know kind of slower but the killer is always coming and can you get away from him and stuff even yeah. though you try to kill him or whatever so that was cool i wonder if they could like lure it out to an island or something and leave it there i i'm still unclear it doesn't seem like it likes water or will go in water i don't know but we don't know that for a fact oh because it wouldn't go in the like, pool it wouldn't go in the pool but also it's like well, I don't really need to. Yeah, I'll just throw shit at her. That part's yeah. That part's uh, freaky to me because when he throws stuff at her, um, some of it really looks like it hits her. Like as the actress, like it doesn't look like a stunt person. It doesn't look like there was cuts away. I, I was like, I honestly don't know how mm. they did this. There's like TVs and toasters that look like they fucking hit mm. her in the head in the pool, and then she like dives under. Um, and yeah, it's so so creepy. But he doesn't go mm. in there until they shoot him in the head with a sheet over him and stuff, and then he falls in. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think their plan would have worked. I liked it. It was fun to see them all plug in all that shit around the pool. But um, yeah, yeah. I 
I don't know about the rules of this. That's one of the complaints I see online. Like one of the creepy scenes that's known from the trailer, but it's in the movie that people like. And I, I like is um, the dude on the roof. They like pull away from the house and there's like a naked dude just standing <laughs> yeah. in the middle of a roof. Mm-hmm. And people are like, why would he be on the roof? Like he can get through doors and windows. Like why would he, why would he possibly wanted to go up there? Except for it, it looks creepy and cool and it's different. And I don't care. Like I don't, I don't need the, to know the rules of that of like, he would never be up there. It's like, it does look creepy and cool and I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, yeah. And like, I don't know, like, would he like if she went across the ocean, would he just walk across the ocean? Can he fly? Can mm-hmm. he take a taxi? I don't know. I don't know all the rules, but there's enough of yeah. them there that makes it. It's just basically like it, that stuff's all kind of a wash. It doesn't matter. He's going to get to you mm-hmm. um, yes. and he'll always be coming. And that uh, that idea, especially is so, if he's naked, yeah. <laughs> he, can't, he can't stop coming. A slight breeze. He's just coming yeah. again. Uh, <laughs> and so, yeah, I like that. I just like the the whole idea of just like this thing always coming after you, you know? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. I didn't even think about that. I just thought it was like, well, he's going to crawl up there and wait because he can see on the roof, front and backyard. There yeah. you go. Explained. Yeah. Plus, he's like, what these neighbors got going on? You right. know what I'm saying? Is that a pergola? <laughs> wow. No, that's really huh. nice. I would. You wouldn't think that would provide a whole lot of shade, but like sometimes you're like, I want a little bit of sun, yeah, I guess. But just a little yeah. lot. So Yeah. And if I don't like it, I'll just wait, I don't know, 30, 45 minutes or whatever. Be good to go. Huh, it's an idea. Huh. I need to write that down. Oh, I don't have pants on. <laughs> Fuck. I left my notebook in my Yeah, pants. we don't we don't discuss enough about his feelings. You know? Yeah. We don't know what it yeah. is. Let's take let's take that into consideration. Yeah, come on. You know? Um do you remember at the end of Gremlins 2, the new batch, uh, the, the female the Gremlin, she she <laughs> it's in the movie. She uh, gets that one guy. He's like a uh, one of the executives there. Uh-huh. She lures him into the bathroom. And then like the implication is that she because the female Gremlin has recently put on her. Oh, yeah. Best outfit. She's got those pulsating red ruby so lips delicious. going directly at this guy yeah. right the, the the implication being that they fucking oh him. yeah well in it follows when the the lady the apparition who shows up in in jay's kitchen is there she's like peeing on herself mm. she's got like a boob hanging out all yeah, this yeah. stuff visually her face to me <laughs> look like the the baby <laughs> of the female gremlin <laughs> and that executive like it just, She's like the hatchet I face of this movie. More or less, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The by face. design. Yeah. By design. For sure. Not nature. Yeah. <laughs> She's probably a pretty lady. Um, yeah. Yeah. You, you never, you never know. know. Uh you never know with this movie. Um but uh Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, uh, um I do like gremlins. I do not like them mating with humans. That no. seems like a bad uh, idea. I think that's something that we can take a stand on. Yeah. Like last time we talked about uh taking a stand uh for roller coaster cart deaths uh we need to increase our platform and be like look gremlins humans uh-huh. you're fine separate but we cannot be cross-pollinating the species it's just yeah. uh steven again it i'm again it the lord is again it <laughs> again it. we don't like it <laughs> for the first two of those i literally had no idea what you're saying i was like oh i get it yeah. i get it <laughs> yeah <laughs> totally looks um uh, a general note here yeah. uh, kind of goes hand in hand with the, uh, the the music thing, but the the tension of this movie is crazy good. Yeah, um, every it, it's so effective and so expertly 
put together uh i i wonder how the editing process went for this Mm -hmm. because it it seems like the i don't know i don't know how that would work i i feel like if it were me i would want to go uh for this beat this beat this beat and just kind of like get from point a to point b as quickly as i could uh but i feel like for for movies like this you want to luxuriate in those those movies or those moments a bit to uh to make sure that tension is felt and to um uh help with the 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 overall pacing of the movie um i don't know i I was just really impressed with the the tension and how how long we lingered on on certain shots or uh certain moments of uh like the uh the the tension from um when they were on the beach and we saw the, the apparition like show up and like slowly walk, walk yeah. her, I was just, I was like gripping my, this, uh, the, the sides of my uh-huh. recliner was like, is, is she going to, it's so creepy. Is somebody going to warn her, but how can they, how warn, can they her? warn her? She's got to sleep with someone immediately. Yeah. So, <laughs> so they could see her, uh, getting walked up on, but the, the way that her like hair raises Ugh. up, I was like, Oh shit. And you don't see the um, thing anymore that you've seen walk towards her the whole time. But now you yeah. can't see it. You just see your hair go up, which is even creepier. It's such a cool way yeah. to present that. And then later in the scene where they like run back to that like shed and a, a door or a, a, the, the bottom part of that door gets kicked yeah. in. And we, we see like that neighbor kid poke his head in and he's eyeless as well. Um, it was just really well done, man. I just, yeah, I'm so impressed with it. I like it too, because it's like, like uh, the guy that gets her, you know, gives her it uh, from the beginning um, and explains it to her, thinking he's like a good guy <laughs> for being like, at mm-hmm. least I told you. Um, yeah. Like he had said, like, don't go anywhere without two exits. And then they go, they find his his house, quote unquote, that he was in in like Detroit or whatever. And then um, like in the closet behind the clothes is like a cutout in the wall like that he could jump through. Like he he made sure he has an exit all the time. Um, but yeah. even so, like they they can still just get away. Like it's still just a slow moving thing. Um, if you're like in a locked room with it, if you have enough space, you could get around it. Like it's not going to stop you. It doesn't care to get you right then. It's going to get you eventually. It just knows that. So it's like, it's fine. Um, yeah, but that's like even creepier that it's like, it'll just keep coming. Like that's the whole, the whole reason for it. Right. That's why it's so scary. Um, it doesn't need to be like, you can't get out of one place. It's like, you'll never get out of your life until it takes you out of your life you know Mm -hmm. um and i like that i also like that it is like an apparition and you can she can see it but nobody else can unless they've also slept with her and can see it but they can still like put a sheet over it like it is a physical thing in the world Mm -hmm. and they can still shoot it like it doesn't die but they can still do those things um instead of just being like a completely invisible thing it's like you know like they can't it's like a ghost they can put their their hand through it's like they just can't see it at all but it's really there mm-hmm. um which is a yeah. weird they could have just done that you know either way anyway or whatever but um yeah i like i like how it plays out that way i like that we don't have the lore behind what it is where it came from anything like that i i love that it's a force of nature yeah. it just simply is that's that's really all i need from it um and i feel like all of the like character stuff trying to convince her friends no this is actually happening to me um seeing uh, them trying to uh, posit a scenario to where they could take it out, all of that stuff. Um, that's that's the important part to me. I don't care where the fuck this this thing came right. from. I'm I just you know 
it, it exists out there somewhere so, and it hates teenagers. Fucking. Yeah. They had talked about yeah. that uh, as a potential sequel. They've, they've rumored that for a long time since it came out. Yeah. And the sequel is like going to be them like going down the chain to figure out where it came from. And I'm like, I like that. It's just, I like that you don't know. And I like at the end of this movie, she slept with her friend and they're walking like hand in hand down the sidewalk. And you just see like a guy mm-hmm. down the sidewalk behind them walking towards them. And it yeah. literally just could be a dude, but it yeah. could also be it. And mm-hmm. I like that. It's like, it doesn't really, you don't know what's going to happen to them. Like it's, it's up in the air, but it's like, again, it's just like, it's never going to stop. There is no mm-hmm. ending to that yeah. until you just die. Yeah. Creepy. Unless like way down the line, you know, uh, those people like have sex with other people and yeah. like on and on and on. And then like somebody like way down the line is like, into bestiality and fucks like a jackal or something like <laughs> that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's like, well, good luck against that jackal, I guess. Yep. Nice try. I, um, so this movie, you know, it's, it plays off of, um, having sex with something, someone, not, not animals, but someone and passing mm-hmm. it on. And, um, it's kind of this, like people have talked about the symbolism of like HIV AIDS or, um, just STIs in general, that it's like an STI that you're passing on to other people. And yeah. it's a cool, thing because that's also like an invisible thing that follows you around your whole life and you can mm-hmm. pass it on to other people and it, like all this stuff or whatever um so i like how they play with that stuff but i did have a few thoughts during this one there's a scene where she i like this too because it's like she's getting more and more desperate she doesn't know if it's re- like she keeps saying it's real but she doesn't really know like it happens to her in the beginning the guy tells her about it then she sees some stuff happen her friends don't really believe her um and then She's like going to sleep with the neighbor. Um, she eventually sleeps with her friend who goes to sleep with a hooker so that it'll, it'll spread everywhere, hopefully, right? But there's that mm-hmm. scene where like there's like three dudes partying on a boat and she just takes off her clothes and wades out into the water. And so I'm yeah. like, so the idea has been so far, it's a chain. She sleeps with one guy. He sleeps with a girl. It get, keeps going that way. But now I'm like, she's breaking the, the chain into three parts. Is she going to fuck like all those dudes? Mm-hmm. And they're that, all going to be yeah. followed? Like, how does that work? You know? That was, that was my question as well. It's like when she was like going out there and she like saw them yeah. in the raft or whatever. I thought her idea was like, oh, let me just like go out to sea. Maybe I can like rent a houseboat oh. or something, <laughs> just hang out there or whatever. You thought but she no, was on a simple like, real estate mission. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But then it was just like, oh, this poor young, young girl. She's going to go out there. She's going to get just raw dog. All these, right? these fellas, you know, um, and like what order would they be killed in? What yes. At the same Does time? it go in? Like what happens in that? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it, it also doesn't like, need to be answered, so it's just a fun question. Yeah, but I, like as I'm watching it, I'm like, she's gonna pick up like some type of venereal disease in the process of trying to get rid of this apparition. <laughs> that or like get pregnant because it seems like everybody is just straight up raw yeah. dogging. Like uh, she and uh, 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 Greg raw dogging in the the hospital at one yeah. point. Um, I don't know. I don't know. And they don't, it was, it was, it was, weird. they don't talk about that. Like condoms or whatever. Like the first dude, you don't ever see him put on one. They, it just shows him fucking mm-hmm. in the back of the car. Um, yeah. so I assume that is the implication as well. It's like, I don't know if she slept with a dude with a condom on. Is it just the yeah. act of sleeping together? This dude just hates, yeah. hates fucking, you know, they'll mm-hmm. follow him around or whatever. Uh, it's I, interesting. I don't, I don't necessarily think it's like some grand statement on like abstinence or whatever i know i made that joke earlier but i really think it's just like following up on the trope that was set up through i like agree with that friday the 13th yeah, and all yeah, that yeah. stuff right so you have I, sex I don't you think it's, yeah and this is like mm-hmm. a real literal interpretation of that yes the slasher's yeah. coming after you 
because specifically uh-huh. because you did that. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I tell you what, I'm not taking that chance. <laughs> You're just not going to, I don't know about yeah. you, but I'm, yeah, I'm not going to do it. Um, there were some cool things in the Wikipedia I read about this from the director, uh, the writer director, uh, who we hadn't mentioned before, but, uh, his name is David Robert Mitchell. And he had talked about it, like the idea of this being like a sexually transmitted disease and all that stuff. Um, he said this started with a, a dream that he had. Um, and he's not really like, he doesn't know where it came from. It was basically just anxieties. Like he started having this dream of something following him. And later on when he started writing it, he put in like the sex stuff cause he just needed a way for it to be transmissible. And so that's just like kind of how it came about. But he talked about it like, um, he's not interested where it comes from, uh, to him, it's dream logic in a sense that they're in a nightmare. And when you're in a nightmare, there's no solving the nightmare, even if you try to solve it, which I really like how that kind of portrayed itself in this. Like, again, it's just about the feeling of the dread that he puts in there. Um, and knowing yeah. that they're not really going to solve where this thing came from or how to get rid of it. It's just learning that it's real and then seeing how long you can survive. And he talked about how um, she opened up, Jay opens up herself to the danger through sex, the one way in which she can free herself from that danger. We're all here for a limited amount of time and we can escape our mortality, but love and sex are two ways in which we can at least temporarily push death away. And so I do think he has like something more to say, like he is you know, putting some underlying things in there, but I don't think it's like mm-hmm. as overt as just like the warning against the danger of uh, dangers of like teen sex or whatever. Right. I don't think he necessarily right. is pushing an agenda like that. I think it's no, more about no, this no. idea of like, we all are doing that to push death away, but it's always coming, but here's a, a literal mm-hmm. death coming for you. Mm-hmm. And it makes yeah. it a little more in your face, which is a cool, cool vibe to it, I guess too. Mm-hmm. Death is coming. <laughs> you should not. <laughs> It follows 2014 slash 2015. Um, I've got uh, a joke that I wrote down. Um, do you want to oh, hear it? Absolutely. Boy, this thing hates teen sex more than a Republican Jason Voorhees. <laughs> Perfect. It was wonderful. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah. That was worth it. Um, let's see. Uh, what else? What else? What else? Uh, so one of the things I noted on this, like, I I think this movie was so fucking good that I was, the only thing that I can fault this movie for are some of the scene transitions are a little bit weird. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it's just because I was recently traumatized by Venom 2 (laughs) to where it's like sticking to me now, but I'm like, for the most part, I think they really get from uh, A to B to C and so on in this movie pretty well. But there are a couple of like clunky times where it's just like they they could have put some like music behind mm-hmm. something or whatever uh, to kind of show that transition better. Gotcha. Or I don't know what. It's just like a little bit clunky, very like minimal complaint. I doubt most people would even mm-hmm. notice it. Um, so then it yeah, stuck out to you, like, yeah. picky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, otherwise, this movie is just, like, incredible. I don't know why I don't hear more people talk about this. Yeah. Because I I I thought it was, like, I thought it was great. I'm so glad that you liked it so much. I really didn't know how this one would go uh, with stuff you've Mm -hmm. liked recently and and whatever. And, um, but I've I've always just found it to be so cool and interesting and different. And it's one of my favorite modern horror movies. Um, So, I'm really glad Mm -hmm. to hear that you liked it so much. I could see... I can see why this movie, like, again, the tension in and of yeah. itself, you've got a monster there, essentially. Um, and uh, yeah, like 
the the act of problem solving that I loved when they got to the point where um, I think his name was Paul, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, uh, the friend. He was like the the yeah, and he was like. Um, do you trust me or whatever? And that always takes me back to Aladdin. I'm like, oh, he's like a little brown guy. Um, <laughs> Where's your little hat? Standing on the carpet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, so I, I love it when a movie is like, okay, I have an idea, but they don't tell you what the idea is. You're just like in that idea. Oh, yeah. And you see you see them like going to the gymnasium with that like Olympic-sized swimming pool, and they're like setting up all the uh, – the electronics around the pool or whatever to like kick in their water mm-hmm. and you're just like seeing oh okay they're trying to lure it into the pool and then they're gonna knock all the shit in there and electrocute it it's like oh man that's a fucking solid idea mm-hmm. and then like it shows her in the water they're just like waiting on on the the apparition to get there and then like as we're like sitting in the water i'm like uh-oh <laughs> i don't like this at all yeah. i don't like being in water like this i just like there's something about like me and, and, and water where I'm just like, like if I were to go like get in my neighborhood swimming pool in landlocked Oklahoma mm-hmm. and we have no like lakes or anything around us. If I got in that pool by myself after like a minute and a half, I'm like, is there a shark in here with me? <laughs> there's a shark just breaking here. Just like my mind it's is like going wild. It's like uncomfortable by yourself in the pool. Like just standing yeah. in the middle like a weirdo. Yeah. yeah. And then just kind of looking around <laughs> Just like just trying to creep yourself out. That's right like on. where my brain tries to default. Yeah. But um, so that part was creepy in and of itself. And like nothing was happening. Yeah. You yeah, know? yeah. But it's just like building that tension. And then once it finally does show up and she freaks out, she's like, oh, shit, it's here. It's looking right at me. Just like walked in. And they're all ready to like hop up and start kicking this stuff in the water as soon as it gets in there. Yeah. Except boy this plan backfires oh, like you said it. it just starts like picking up and like throwing shit at yeah. her and i was like oh well god i didn't see this yeah. coming yeah that's <laughs> you just gave me like, a bunch of weapons the apparition that is a solid plan <laughs> yeah they, they've just like put her in the center of like a shooting range yeah. essentially and so he's just gonna go hard on it um yeah there were multiple times in this movie where i didn't realize until i was going back and reading through the wikipedia of this movie by the way i know wikipedia articles are just supposed to be like factual i don't know if you've read the wikipedia article for it follows mm-hmm. very dry it's like point a oh. point b point C. like <laughs> yeah it's just like really like going down through there but it wasn't until i went back and read through the article that i realized that the the apparition was taking the form of this character or that i know character. Yeah, yeah, yeah like the like the little kid that like pokes his kid. head through that that barn door i didn't realize that was one of the neighbor kids i didn't realize it until you said it like, earlier and I was oh, like, oh, yeah. that is one of the neighbor kids. It keeps spying on her. Yeah. 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 And like the, um, I guess the, uh, the, the peeing lady in the kitchen was supposed to be the mom of the guy she had sex with and like picked up the curse from oh, or whatever. Okay. So when she goes to answer the door, she's like, where did out? But I'm like, I'm just, honestly, I'm just focused on the pee all over oh, the yeah, place. I, I did not even know what the female gremlin lady looked I didn't like know who, outside yeah, of that. Yeah, I didn't that. know who she was supposed to be. I um I always forget until I read about it, but there's like when she's uh Greg, the guy across the street, when she calls him and stuff, mm-hmm. it's Greg walking in the hall or walking down the the sidewalk to his own house. Oh, that that I saw. I didn't realize it, it was it him. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I just thought it was like oh, another yeah. kind of long haired dude. Like I didn't make the connection at the time. Mm-hmm. And then it's like when it gets inside, it's that guy's mom, obviously. Um, but yeah. yeah, it's like. And then there's a part where uh, Yara, the girl with the uh, clamshell e-reader mm-hmm. um is like one of the the it's 
um, like chasing her yeah. and stuff. And so it's cool to see some of those and then to be like, all right, well, who is the dude on the roof then? Um, and then mm. you see a photo later on of her of their dad. And it took the place of her dad at one point. Right. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I my God, I, that's, that's so that's creepy. The, yeah. That's at the end of the yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. Right. And you just like, see kind of briefly throwing yeah. the stuff. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that makes total sense. Like all of these things have been to even creep her out even more. But we didn't even know. It was just some yeah. naked dude or whatever. But it's like, oh, it's her naked dad. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Like following her around. Yeah. I, I feel like it. It was like being dropped into the middle of Avengers Endgame without seeing yeah. the beginning of that very movie or any of the other ones. You're like, wait, who is yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. This is a person I've never seen before. I don't know any of these actors. But it is connected. Who? You just don't what? know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, did I miss? Is this like? Should I watch some of these? Is this the fifth movie in our franchise? <laughs> yeah. What am I watching here? But um, I, I did think that was neat, like, after the fact. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, thinking back on it after reading this dry-ass Wikipedia article, <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, that's that's kind of, like, fun connections that are, yeah, are yeah, being totally. made there. But, uh, yeah, like, yeah, their plan is solid to a point. I like and it even at first, like, yeah. To, to me, I'm like, I know in reality, if you just threw a hairdryer in this much water, it's just going to short out. Like, there's nothing. But it's like a movie as well, so I'm like, well, I guess they have a lot of stuff. Yeah. So I know, maybe, maybe. just... I just think it's a, such a huge pool, though. Even though they have things all I know. around it, I'm like, I don't know. You have enough electricity there. Yeah, you know? but uh, but it's fun. It was worth. Like it's it's a movie, so I'm like, I guess they'll make yeah. this work or whatever. But then like it starts chunking that that shit at her. I'm like, oh yeah, this is. I like it. Not gonna work out because uh, thinking back to the beginning, the the guy that gives it to her is like, it's slow, but it's not dumb. And mm-hmm. it basically walked into that thing. Like they think it's just going to bypass all of these electronics on the side and just see her and want her and then go into the pool and then she could swim away mm-hmm. and they could electrocute it. But it walked in and was like, Oh, you guys brought me toys. Thank you so much. Yeah. Like <laughs> once you realize like it's not dumb, it's going to like see these things as weapons against her. And she's just sitting in water to be electrocuted or hit with shit. Uh, either way it's uh Yeah. You realize, like, oh, this is not a great plan, but it seemed cool at the time. I mean, it it seems like a plan that, like, a, a smart young person would try. Yeah, right. You yeah. know? Like, it, it, it makes sense for, for teenagers them to, try to, it, yeah. to give it a go. Yeah. 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 Do you have any other notes? Um, I think we've more or less touched yeah. on everything that I, I had here. Um, uh yeah, Sweet. so I mean that's that's pretty much. I'm it. really glad you um, liked it, man. Overall, yeah, I really fucking enjoyed it. Between this and and Lost Boys, man, I'm really Ugh. having a blast so far. Um, hopefully, Halloween. Oh, I know. Two slash three uh, will be. Well, I guess Halloween Kills. This one has a name. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I can't do that. Anymore. Had a name. <laughs> um, what if it was like? Yeah, they did like Halloween 2018, and there's a Halloween two. What if this one was Halloween two? Two, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and they had and we had to call it Halloween two 2021. <laughs> oh boy yeah oh god Could damn be fun. and then uh the next one is season of, of the witch colon halloween question like, mark what? we're doing this backwards? 2022 <laughs> what does this mean <laughs> what's going on and then like in parentheses it's like a friday the 13th movie experience <laughs> what <laughs> season four he's in this understand. it's a machete oh, off man yeah, I'm mm-hmm. glad for the... Directed by Andy Muschietti. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Mom Spaghetti. Hit that up in Detroit, mm-hmm. everybody. It's in an alley. I was nervous. 
On the surface, I was calm and ready. <laughs> that was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's what the dad uh, apparition was doing. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. he yeah he was just like humming the <laughs> do, do, uh, the rapping do, do, to do, Eight do, Mile, do. Uh, or to Lose Yourself, I should say. I uh, yeah, I'm glad that from Lost Boys to this one, those are two movies that I really like that I recommended, you know, or I've recommended over mm-hmm. time for you, and and then you kind of chose yeah. them for the podcast, and uh, I'm glad they've worked out so well. I'm glad you really liked them because you never yeah. know. I, I mean, like. The Lost Boys is a lot different than this one, and it's it's so nostalgia heavy heavy for me. But I still was like, I think this one holds up. I think it is good on its own. And then uh, you confirmed that, you know, at least for us. And then uh, this mm-hmm. one as well. I, I like you said, like I I heard a lot about it. I feel like when it came out, um, at least in the circles that I read online and stuff, independent film circles mm-hmm. and stuff. But I don't hear a ton about it other than that. So I'm I'm glad to know that you also liked it. And now we both can sing its praises. So. Yes, yeah. yeah. Except for your wife. People need to watch this movie. It's it's a uh, high quality. I'm I'm surprised that the budget was. What'd you say? Like one point three? Yeah, million? that's what it said. It, it looks spectacular. It looks great. Like you said, I don't think there's uh, not a whole lot in the way of special effects or yeah. whatever. But uh, I don't know. I maybe the the camera rentals were expensive <laughs> right. or something. Like yeah. I, everything looks so. Uh, just generally speaking, it looks so good. Yeah. Uh, very impressed with that. Yeah, they've got like some makeup effects. There's some CG stuff. Um, you know, obviously they have to throw that they, stuff in the pool, but for the most part, yeah, mm-hmm. they keep it pretty, pretty tight. Yeah. And it was like stuff they could get from a garage sale. Right. So yeah. it's like, they probably did that. And, <laughs> and that actress playing Jay, she was like, um, so do you have like a, uh, a styrofoam version of a box TV set like, you're going to oh, throw no, no, on no, no, me? No. The director's like, we don't have time or budget for that. Yeah. So places. It would float. They throw in the pool and yeah. go, Hoo-hoo. So yeah, we can't do that. This is it follows, <laughs> not it. We don't all float down here. Actress who plays Jay. I'm glad you mentioned that. I, w- I wanted to bring her up. Micah Monroe. I think is how you say mm-hmm. her name. Um, I love her. Um, she was in this. She's in The Guest. Um, yeah. Uh, which is also another favorite of our, our friends at like Air International and stuff. Um, and I watched that one recently, too. I like her in that one. Um, she was in Independence Day Resurgence, which I know people don't really like, but I, I still dug. Um She's also in another movie called Hot Summer Nights that I've tried to watch uh, for a few years now. I've only made it like halfway through. It's been really good. I just didn't finish it. Um, but it's a movie with Timothy Chalamet, and they're both really good in that too. So, um, But mostly this one is what I knew her from. This and The Guest, I guess. But um, I, I really just like her her vibe. You know, I keep mm-hmm. saying vibe today. Yeah. I'm so sorry. That's fine. It's your vibe, Steven. Did you know there's a movie called Vibes from the 80s? Starring what? Uh, Cindy Lauper and Jeff Goldblum. What? Yeah, you're welcome. That's another movie that I've never heard anybody else ever talk about. Vibes. It's called Vibes. She's a psychic, and oh there's like a pyramid she has to touch at some point. I don't remember a whole lot about it. It's been a long time. Oh, the one from uh, Transformers Two. That's the one. Is there a pyramid That's the in one. Transformers Two? Yeah, we just talked about it. There's a transformer with a giant clinking balls oh, it's that crawls the all over it. Uh huh. Does he rub his balls on the pyramids? Uh, yeah, but respectfully. Oh, okay, that makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. Michael Bay is not trying to ruin this for other sure. movie studios. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not simply a tea bagging. It's a tea grazing, if anything. Oh, tea grazing. Hmm, mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you liked this movie. I hope people did as well. I'm curious to hear what people think about It Follows and Malignant. Um, taking our a cue from the terror table, I liked how they did. Uh, I, I was a malig yes. But I think you are a uh, malignant. Is that, is that, what did you say that? Uh, yeah. Or a malignant? Yes. Maybe? No. no. I, like, yeah. 
in the fact that like I'm I'm glad that I watched it just to observe the the bonkersness that yeah. was in there, but I don't I don't really feel the urge to watch this movie gotcha. again. The the only thing is like to show my wife is like, hey, you want to see some weird <laughs> shit? See, I haven't shown Amanda mm. yet. I've told her about it. I think mm. she'd be really creeped out by some of that stuff. But yeah, it is mm. really cool. I like the matrixy matrixy types of fights or whatever. Um, matrix e types of fights mm-hmm. and um, the weird back backwards body thing. It's all so weird that I, I I'm like, oh man, I kind of like that. Um, but mm-hmm. it's not for everybody, so I totally get you there. But uh, you'll you'll yeah. watch it follows again, I assume, sometime. Oh yeah, very absolutely. Cool. Yeah, quality quality oh, movie. Yes. So excited about that. I I put it up there with uh, uh, like Hereditary and oh, yeah, uh, right Midsummer um, with like those there are art housey yeah, yeah. type of horror movies. Yeah, different different kind of a. Uh, vibe um mm-hmm. and yeah and it's a cool thing I, I i like all of those as well i would definitely put that in the same kind of camp as well so very cool well if you would like to let us know what you thought you can contact us all of our infos in the show notes as usual um also if you'd like to rate us on your favorite podcast app five stars is appreciated so helps us mm-hmm. uh, get our name out there so if you like what we're doing um shame on you and uh please <laughs> like it follows please spread it to your friends so you can stop uh-huh yeah yeah, so you can Is stop. That, yeah. You'll be forced to stop. <laughs> One day, though, you'll put your earbuds in and be like, our show will just pop up automatically, and we've gone mm-hmm. through all your friends and coming back for you, so that's yeah. how it's going to play out. Where did you go? Hey. <laughs> hey, we were talking to you. That's what you should do, or we should do. We should do like a commentary of It Follows, and just since It never talks, we should be like, oh, hey, yeah. where are you going? Yeah. Hey, anyone seen my pants? Where are you guys going? I'm on the house. <laughs> I'm on the house. Oh, man, that's great. Well, I had a blast talking to you today. I'm glad that uh, it was fun talking about Malignant either way. That's just a movie to fun. That's just fun to talk about. I feel like uh, it's a conversation starter. So, um, yeah, I'm going to get a coffee and put it on my coffee table just so I can do that from now on with anybody. Sure. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Dad, have you checked this out yet? We need to talk uh-huh. about it. Uh, but yeah. yeah, then I'm really glad you liked it. Follows. It was a lot of fun. Uh, next week. Yes. Is Halloween, Halloween Kills. Kills. Baby. Very excited about that. Yes. Both of us are. Um, long time mm-hmm. in the waiting. So it'll be the, it'll be the first new theatrical movie we'll have as a main topic. Oh, wow. And uh, since pre-pandemic. Damn. That's crazy. Yeah. That'll be really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For that fact alone. But uh be fun to watch a new movie as well for both of us. So. I'm really looking forward to it. Well, I guess I mean like not counting like the HBO Max yeah, movies yeah, yeah. Or, or whatever. Even though I'm watching this at home. Yeah, I get your point though. It's like yeah, watching it kind of day and date and then reporting on it as soon as possible. Yeah. I was wrong on what I said, clearly, because yeah, we we watched like Godzilla vs. Kong and Mortal Kombat no, 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 and that shit. If people don't listen if, to us, they didn't know this existed. Oh, yeah. So. This is our first yeah, movie since hey, the we, pandemic. Wow. This next episode will be the first movie we've ever discussed on the podcast. Wow. If Brent says it, I believe him. It has to be true. Yeah. Just like when you said you were still wearing a condom. Totally believed it. I I am, but that's just in case. Oh, yeah. I still pl- don't plan on having sex ever. You just keep it in there all, this all movie the time. Yeah, this movie yeah. put the kibosh on that, that feeling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just going forward constantly. That's smart. Yeah. That's smart. Yeah. That's smart. Uh, yeah. Well, it was a lot of fun. I hope everybody had a, a good time listening to us. And until next time, I'm Steven. I'm Brent. And let's talk later.
Will you bring me back some snacks? <laughs> Hello? Maybe I call them on their cell phones. Oh, we don't have cell phones? Clamshells? Well, call them on the clamshell? Wow, oh, shit. I don't have pants on. I left my phone <laughs> in my pocket. Son of a bitch. This asphalt shingle is really rough on my bum. I have slipped so many times. The backs <laughs> of my legs are just scratched to shit. I just want a hug. I just want friends. <laughs> that the the beginning of the movie where that first girl, her like leg is, oh yeah, uh, her her knee is bent backwards or whatever. Yeah, not good. I was just like, how does that? How yeah. does? Very uncomfortable to walk that way. That, that was a very painful hug. That actually wasn't from him. That was because she was walking on the beach in high heels. She just you know tripped. What? That is, that's a good point because yeah she did have her heels on on the beach of like oh okay well this that's movie just is crazy. just all this is this whole film is about warnings <laughs> don't wear high heels on the beach don't have uh intercourse as a teenager at yep. all um and then you know honestly don't interact with strangers like we should know this you know mm-hmm. in the, the covid era uh, in particular like you know just like just don't, don't have do to that shake people's hands you can just be like, oh, you know, nice to see you. Are you going to a nod? murder me or are you going to be on the top of my house later? Or what's up? You have pants you put on? Because I'm kind of uncomfortable. Um, most of my friends wear pants, first yeah. off. So if we're going to be yeah. friends, you got to wear pants. Uh-huh. Yeah. Second, I did leave some snacks up at this time, just in case you are on my roof. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I'm a good friend. Um, that said, the snacks I left up there are... Um, a bunch of jawbreakers, which are round. So try not to drop them, I guess, is what I'm saying. Because yeah, I rolled down the roof. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, why does it matter that they're round? Because uh-huh. they'll roll. You're mm-hmm. right. Man, I'm always plus, worried about my, my candy rolling away. Yeah, you don't want to break your jaw either. Mm-mm. If you have a jawbreaker in your mouth and you fall off the, the roof you're standing on naked yep. to creep out some teenagers, you're most definitely going to break your jaw. It's just yeah, going to happen. Yeah. That the, one's going to come Candy's true. Candy's name becomes true at that point. <laughs> what if they pulled away and he was on the roof and he's like, uh, oh, slipped up. And he's like, help. I broke my jaw. His, his leg is bent backwards as well. And somehow a high heel is on his foot. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. It well, like manifests. this whole time. He's just looking for shoes. Could have been. Could've we don't been. know that. That's we not true. That, that's the beauty of not knowing. Yep. It's nature. Yep. Is you can just like. Uh, you just make your own head cannon for it, yeah. you know? Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. Love head cannons. Do you think Nick Cannon has his own head cannon? Yeah, I do. Where his career was successful? <laughs> <laughs> Record. Ooh, Brent, that was spooky. <clears throat> Sorry, I had something in my throat. <laughs> With my Legos. Sorry, I had another thing in my throat. Oh, weird. weird. Yeah, you sounded Mm, different both times. It's so interesting. Yeah. Well, I'm just, I guess I'm spooked out from all the horror movies I've been watching lately, so. Oh, my God. I was prepared. What a season. Ugh. What a season. I, Mm -hmm. yeah, we'll get into it. It'd be fun. And by get into it, I mean, we got, just got into it, and it was great. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was a, it was content. It was a rousing episode of content. Mm, uh-huh. Steaming content. People are happy with it. <laughs> yeah. Mm, yeah. Hot steaming content. Man, speaking of that, I have a question for you today. 
Oh, wow. Okay. It's very important. Yeah. Have VIP. you ever have you ever farted so hard yes. slash oh. so well that you think you became a better person afterwards? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Think back. But uh, well, that's the thing is like, and I've expressed this on the show recently. Like my memory is getting worse. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my coworkers was showing me something uh, earlier this week. And my mind was trying to reach for the reference of something, oh, no. and I could not think of it. I was trying to think of the the name Monty Python. Oh yeah, um, uh-huh. and it, it was just like not there. I I could see the the cover of several different movies, but oh, it's not God. like I could just like <laughs> vomit, sucks. you know, an image or whatever. But um, but yeah, my memory is bad. So even if I had, you mm-hmm. know, bettered myself through gaseous explanation, yep. um. I wouldn't be able to remember it. Mm-hmm. So to my knowledge, no, but I will ask around uh, all my neighbors. You know, they would be aware of it yeah, at this point. They would notice the changes. Um, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I, I one day dream of being able to fart so hard that my back cracks, you know? <laughs> Man, be, what a That's dream. like the ultimate. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. Just like give yourself a little <laughs> spinal adjustment from, uh, yeah. from sneaking out some air biscuits. You oh, know? yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Man, that what is the dream. Well, I mean, I brought this up because, um, you know, spoiler alert, before the show, I, I, I tooted um, to, to record this. And I, and uh, after, to record? To record it, yeah. It's part of, it's uh-huh, part it's of part the ritual. Of the, yeah, it's part of the ritual. It's like brushing your uh-huh. teeth, you know, but like we talked about, like it just feels better, mm-hmm. even though we're digital or virtual, it's like it feels better. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, and so I did that, and then I, it's like, it's not like I felt like I was a worse person holding it in. It's just after mm-hmm. I let it go, I was like, man, I feel lighter. I feel like I could challenge the world now. I feel like I could go out there, you know, I could help some people. Mm-hmm. It just felt, I felt good. And I realized like, man, what a, wow. what a, what a change. Yeah. You know, but uh, maybe it doesn't last because I'm already feeling angry again. Oh, wow. That was, was a quick, gas. that was a quick turnaround. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not, did though, you no, just, out. mm-hmm. Did you just suck some air up into your butt? <laughs> yeah, you know, you you taught me how to do that. Yeah, um, you know how like you can make yourself burp or whatever yeah, by yeah, sucking yeah. in air into your throat and then you know <laughs> yeah. burping it out. You do the same thing with farting. Exactly. You know? mm-hmm. And sometimes if you like are sitting in a kiddie pool filled with vodka, you can just like get drunk that way. Just like suck it in through your sphincter. Yep. Bypass that liver. You know. That's your way to do it. Uh huh. You taught me that mm-hmm. too, man. You taught me a lot about yeah. things. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Well, look, when you specialize in something, yeah. you got to spread the knowledge. So uh, Spread the cheeks, spread mm-hmm. the knowledge. That's right. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm certainly going to write that down. I don't think that's a sync word, but uh, it could be a good, you know, tagline, T-shirt, catchphrase, something like that. Yeah, that would be a good T-shirt, you know? Right. We just have it, have it out there. It'd be, it'd be blank on the front like I like it. You know, because I like my plain T-shirts. Mm-hmm. But on the butt, on the back, just above, you know, just above the hem, it would say, spread the cheeks, spread the knowledge. So people mm-hmm. could watch as you walked away and they're like, wow, what knowledge am I missing out on, you know? Mm-hmm. So even as 2021, it could be just above the her as well. Oh, just above I, the them, honestly. I apologize. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, you got to watch these shirt pronouns, Stephen. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's Very true. I, I, yeah, that's one thing I, I, I could do better on, you know, which is why... Mm-hmm. Hey, Steven, I'm trying to improve um, myself. be better. Hey. Okay. Be butter. Be- 
Sometimes that's what I say too. I can't believe it's not butter. Uh-huh. Like, be be butter. butter. And it just looks at me, and I'm like, it doesn't even fucking get it. Yeah. This non-butter is canceled. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I carry an ink pad and a canceled stamp with me everywhere I go. I believe that you would do that, honestly. I've, I've canceled so many non-butter <laughs> containers, you would not even believe it. It's one of your uh, favorite Sunday pastimes, right? So you, after the show, after mm-hmm. record, you go out to the stores, you just look for all the non-butter items and just stamp and sign. Yeah, but it has like an opposite effect where a fat guy in a camo t-shirt and Crocs walks up and he's like, oh, canceled, huh? Just right up my alley, brother. And he just and loads his cart. Just, <laughs> and loads his cart up, which is insane. So so I've started canceling large bags of manure, uh-huh. um, just anything to really like um, get the point across that I'm like, you're this, you know, you're potentially a, a bad person mm, um, yeah you should just have all this shit oh i like that mm-hmm. yeah i was thinking if you wanted to help people you know you could you could cancel things that are like healthier mm-hmm. you know so that maybe they would like it's like don't cancel the full fat milk but cancel all the skim milk you know and then mm-hmm. like oh okay. man i'm gonna go for this or you could yeah. or even almond milk because they're probably more railing against that kind of like the alternative milk what do you mean alternative milk you can't I can milk a cow. I can't milk an almond. What are you talking about? <laughs> so you cancel that. And then he's like, I'm drinking all the almond milk. They're trying to cancel it. Yeah. It's like, actually, you were trying to cancel it. But anyway. I mean, like they say in Meet the Parents, you can milk anything with nipples. You just yeah. grab the almond tree by the nipples. Oh, just I didn't realize they had nipples. Oh. <laughs> you have yourself some almond milk. <laughs> that sound effect personally offended uh, many grandmas out there, I feel. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, why specifically grandmas, but hey, you know what, grandmas, you're canceled. What? <laughs> you can't cancel my grandma. <laughs> <laughs> this fat dude's buying up all the grandmas. Yeah, he's gonna buy all mm-hmm. the grandmas. Yeah, he better have a big bunker. <laughs> <laughs> bunker full of grandmas. <laughs> Can that be our sink word? Can that be our sink word? Bunker full uh, of yeah. grandmas. Is that too long? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we could do a grandma bunker. Grandma bunker, if that's preferred. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Short. Uh, I think I think that's what like Archie Bunker had. Is yeah, a grandma, a bunker, grandma bunker, right? right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was trying to make that connection, but that's one I was like, "There's something there. There's some old TV reference there, but mm-hmm. I couldn't pull it out like you were talking about." So. Yeah. Yeah. You got to spread the cheese, I, spread the I, knowledge. I, you got to pull that out. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> right. <laughs> Maybe I need to keep my brain in my ass. Maybe that that That's would be a, a better like a dinosaur a better way to go. You gotta have that second thing in the tail. Oh, for like a stegosaurus or whatever. Yeah, you need a second brain mm-hmm. in your tail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Damn. Maybe that's true. How do I get that? You've been you've been doing the front brain. Mm-hmm. You know, in the sexual way, you need to switch mm-hmm. that up. Put it in your butt where the meat is. Can make a second brain <laughs> out of all the butt meat. And, me? Okay. Yeah, yeah, and then that way you're smarter. So, hmm. just don't sit down on any sharp chairs. Hey, I'm now smarter in my farter. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? <laughs> Hell yeah, man. We brought her back around. You know, Amanda actually listened to an episode, my wife, the other day of our oh, show. No. She, I don't remember which. Oh, it was because she wanted to listen to what you were saying about Lost Boys. And I was like, you oh, really yeah. listened to a show? And she's like, I, I wanted to know what Brent said. Like, you told me, but I wanted to hear it for myself. I wanted to hear the joy. And I, mm. and then she was like, but in the beginning, there was like 10 minutes of poop jokes. So I just skipped through all of that 
and I, <laughs> I laughed so hard. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that, that tracks, that tracks. Well, luckily, this is at the end of the show. Exactly. So she won't skip it. have to bother with this. Yeah, yeah. Did she listen to the outtakes on I that, doubt that episode? Probably I not, doubt right? It, you know? That'd... She's going to skip the front. She's going to skip the back. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's been my experience. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's, let's go ahead and sing so oh, we can get man. into the madness of the Excellent. actual show. All right, so Grandma Bunker on three to sink. One, two, three. Grandma, Grandma Bunker. Bunker. Oh, I like that. <laughs> oh, oh she got loose bowels. Oh, no. But it made her a better person. It really did. Yeah, exactly. I think her back popped. Crazy. 